Hey, this is the one-man goldmine, the one-man enterprise of professional wrestling and all entertainment, Flynn Hendricks. And you better believe when I'm looking for a good podcast to listen to, I go to my own. I go to the I Know You Hear Me podcast hosted by me, Flynn Hendricks. That is such a fresh perspective for how you should look at life, too. Like, I just, I love that. And then when I'm feeling spooky, I go to my other podcast, Tales from the Haunt, where myself, yeah. I want my head shoved inside a 15-pound silicone mask more. You know, <laughs> I want to have a bucket of sweat coming off me at the end of the night. And just Jeff. Dogs don't like eggs, <laughs> I hate you so much. Talk to other scare actors about what it takes to get into the world of scare acting. So if you're curious about how people became professional wrestlers, actors, prioritized their mental health, became entrepreneurs, avoided burnout, or got into scare acting, you need to go check out I Know You Hear Me and Tales from the Haunt, available on all podcasting platforms. And I know you hear me. Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about. The Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free, digital, bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News newsletter, association updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to thewfia.org, that's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org, and become a member today. everybody to the pwz podcast this is the professor rick del santo i've got a very special guest from blood sweat and tears wrestling harry Devilla. what is going on my going? friend? Uh, it's going well it's going well uh i can't believe we've gone this long without having you on this show considering i've known you for a couple years now and yes. uh you know uh we gotta fix that so i'm glad we got to fix that now yes going yeah, forward I'll... going forward it's not gonna happen like that <laughs> you just I mean, this last year, for obvious reasons, now being a now father to a uh, my second child, my daughter, um, it like my time has really been like kind of like very scarce. I guess is the word. Like I don't have that yeah. much time, and right. I wanted to come on, but then something would come up, and I'm like, all right, I got to take care of this. You know, getting everything ready for the baby. But I'm glad now. You know, baby's good and healthy. I have a little more time on my hands. You know, to get something done. I plan on being on here hopefully with you a couple more times because we've had some great conversations. Well, that's the thing I was about to mention that uh, every time we see each other, we're at a show or God knows where, and we literally sit down or, or just post show. We'll sit and talk for a good hour, hour and a oh, half, maybe two easy. hours, just about professional wrestling, not necessarily yeah. about any particular, but there, we're just throwing off a lot of different uh, memories and stuff that's going on in the scene. And so yeah. that is why I'm very glad that here because I'm sitting here like we should definitely be recording our conversations. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I heard. I I I saw what ha- I heard what happened. I saw you kind of like make note of it. But yeah, we're I can still hear you. Okay. Apparently. Yeah. All right. I'm glad you did because something happened to my. I was talking and we're back. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. So yeah, as I was saying, man, we just always have these great conversations about professional wrestling. Yeah. Whether we're talking. Times we've had that we talked about GCW, uh, yeah, uh, 
the other one, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, and of course, yeah. the company that you're associated with, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, which has been Blood on a rampage as of late. And you guys have been ripping it up, um, putting on some fantastic shows, and, and we're going to get into your thank um, you upcoming show that's coming up in just uh, yes. just about two weeks. No, about a week from no, now. About, just under no, just under two weeks. Yep. We're about thirteen days out. Super excited. Yeah, and uh, fortunately, I'm sorry that I'm unable to attend. I have a wedding to go to that day. Uh, my sister-in-law is getting married. For family a first. A third. Oh, well, family first. Come on, kind of man. Guy. If you. Come on, man. If this is your third wedding, I don't think that I should have to go. Come on. <laughs> but there is open bar. There is open bar. So, so that that I'm uh, happy for. Yeah. Oh, benefit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there, there's gonna be other shows. Of, you know, I I'm gonna miss you being there. But you know, you're always welcome in the in the BSD household. You know. Yep. And, and this right in my backyard. I work downtown New Haven. You guys are not that far outside of the downtown area uh, in nope. that stuff. And you guys are making your New Haven debut. Uh, yeah. This is April 8th, correct? That is, is that correct? correct. That's correct. So that's uh, probably next Friday, I'm guessing, if I'm getting next, the day right. Next Saturday. Saturday. Next Saturday. My next bad. Saturday. Sorry. Not this Saturday. This is WrestleMania weekend. Next Saturday. We are elevating the game, so to speak. Oh, and it's a hell of a lineup. I have the lineup yeah. here. And we're going to break that down. But first, I want to talk a little bit um, about professional wrestling in general, uh, how you got interested in the sport of professional wrestling. What's your age? So what, what year I were you born? Um, I am 37 years old. Okay, so you're not that much younger than me. But uh, you do. I, so you do have some really good time. So you, you grew up yeah. in a time where wrestling was still pretty awesome, if I Golden do say age. so. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, How did you yeah. discover and what, what got you interested in the sport of professional wrestling? Because that's always my favorite story to, to ask somebody, my favorite question, because everybody's story is always very unique in how they discovered it and how, yeah. uh, like, I literally walked into a room and my cousin was watching it. Roddy Piper was on TV. And, and I fell in love with professional wrestling. I bought better. the magazines at a newsstand around the corner from my house, and it wasn't. I didn't intend my first show until four years later. But when I attended my first show, I became completely obsessed. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you a question, being that you said that. How old were you when you walked in the room? I had to be roughly eight years old, maybe. Okay, so you, you maybe. were looking at thirteen I'm, for you. I'm guessing it had to be 1984. Four to 1985. I think it was like the war to settle the score or something like that on MTV okay. is what what my cousin was watching. So it had to be like 84 or 85. Okay. So I, I my earliest memory, I can't. Okay. So if I'm being honest, I cannot pinpoint exactly what made me go, this is it. Mm -hmm. it there's been so much stuff that I've been able to experience, luckily and blessed to be able to experience. Um, but I couldn't even give you the exact day. I do remember as a child, my first legit memory is 90, 91? Okay. No, the Hogan, Hogan Taker at Survivor Series. 90? I, no, because no, he, he came in in 1990, so it might have been 91. Yeah. 91. Okay. So, yes, that's the first, like, memory in my head of professional wrestling. Um, I did, I do remember my first live event and I, again, I've been blessed to have experienced some cool things. Um, January 90, 
No, January ninety one. So okay. that, that that was so a little before that. So let's go back a little before that. That was my first memory because I remember going to January ninety one, Madison Square Garden, Blue mm-hmm. Steel Cage, Macho Man Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior. That was your right first before. live event ever. That's and you go into Madison Square Garden. It is on the network. Well, because I've you know when I was you know you're a little bit younger by a few years. We'll just say it's not. It's a decade. All right. But anyways, <laughs> um, I used to watch those MSG shows live on TV yeah. every time they aired. And I remember the match you're referring to. And I remember that show, actually. It is up so, on uh, the Peacock. Uh, there's a part at the end of that match where Sherry's in the cage. And she's climbing, she's climbing, she's climbing. And Warrior grabs her. And Warrior rips her dress. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there with my cousin Steven and my cousin Andrew. And we're passing the binoculars. Like, I need to see this too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that, you know, that, you know, to show you like where I was seated, but you know, that was my first live experience. Um, I can the earliest memories of me as a kid, for the most part, revolve around wrestling. You know, yeah. I can tell you about times where I went to Puerto Rico and all I would watch on WAPA TV is like invader number one and huracan castillo versus jason the terrible or carlito cologne you know i can go back years and i've just it's always been something that has been a part of my life in some way shape or form so you used to go back to like you said puerto rico and you used to catch the wwc the world wrestling council which was run by you know carlos cologne and at one point gorilla monsoon was uh heavily involved in that as well back in his earliest uh form i think he might have uh lost association in in the uh early 80s if i i could be wrong with that uh, the time frame but um right right after like the capital sports like yeah Stuff like that, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there was also an NWA group at one time. If you remember watching the older and um, WWC in the earlier days, it would always have like a orange or a maroon and yellow NWA logo right on the banner, the, uh, on the ring apron. No, that's uh, definitely no, early, that. too early. Yeah, no. Yeah. I used to get the tapes. I used to get the tapes all the time. Okay. I used to have some of the commercial tapes that came out. The uh, I remember going to a. Uh, you remember the Chiller Theater? Used to, do you ever go to that uh, out in New Jersey? Gigantic horror convention, a uh, whole weekend no. of it. It's uh, one of the biggest I, conventions in the area. Uh, I never got I, a chance to do a horror, like anything horror related. Yeah, like the horror cons and stuff like that. As a young kid. Um, only because it's like my mom just couldn't afford it, I guess. Yeah. No, this was you a know? big thing. So when I went out there one year, they had this guy set up. His entire table was old WWC VHS tapes from Puerto Rico. I literally spent probably every penny I had just on those. I had like a whole box full. And they were all the commercial versions in the old clamshell, like the old Disney type mm-hmm. clamshell cases. Oh, and like. <laughs> In the names that were on there, Sheep Herders, uh, Al Perez, uh, every name you can think of that was a star in the 1980s always went down to Puerto Rico. So they just released all these videos. And it was just an amazing watch, man, to get all these videos. Speaking of like eggshell type casings, uh, going back to like early childhood, um, I had a couple VHSs that uh, my uncle had brought me, I want to say from... Puerto Rico. I'm not even 100% sure if I'm being honest. Um, 
but it was the best of Hulkamania. Yep. And the black, remember the black, like cart. They looked like the eggshell uh, cases from Disney, but they were Carter. all black, and it'd be like yep. WWE best of Hulkamania. Yep. So I had that. I had a Warrior one. I had Survivor Series, and then I had like uh, best of SummerSlam. I want to say those were like the first tapes I ever got a hold of as far as like a kid. I would rewind those bad boys all day long. And then I discovered WCW. And man, did my life change. Because as a kid, you got like, you know, these really cartoony characters. You got like your Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Open the Warriors. Then you turn on Southern Wrestling WCW on CBS, 605, you know, Saturday nights. And you got the Nature Boy Ric Flair, guys like Sting, Arn Anderson, who Arn Anderson will forever be in my top ten favorite wrestlers of all time. Arn Anderson is a gem. I'm gonna Everybody tell you, should. I am so happy that you. This is why we get along so well, because yeah. Arn is literally my top five. Has always been my top five. I remember when my friend. He's been on this podcast. My friend John, he does a podcast, Shocking Things. It's a horror and you know, cult film related podcast. Okay. He came on, and I remember being at his house one day, and his father asked me who my favorite wrestler was. And I said, Arn Anderson. And he like freaked out. He's like, Really? Yeah. Arn Anderson? I said, dude, the dude's the best. Watch him. He's the best. He had the best DDT, the best spine buster. And Arn was the one, like he had. The guy just had so much freaking intensity in the ring. And I've always said between Arn, and I know probably it's probably the second time in the last couple episodes that I've mentioned this name that maybe I shouldn't, but Arn and Chris Benoit are on the top of my list for as far as like pure intensity. Yeah. Listen, uh, it, it's hard to separate what happened with Benoit to yeah. what Benoit was to a lot of like hardcore wrestling fans. I don't really necessarily care. Because I mean, it's not that I don't care. Let me rephrase that. Of course, I care what he did outside yeah. the ring. But I'm going to sure. tell you, I will literally sit there and go back and watch hours upon hours of Benoit any given day because, you know, he was still that that what he did does not take away from the incredible career that he had. I would I would fair to say that if. That never happened. Mm-hmm. Benoit would easily be your first ballot Hall of Famer. One hundred percent. You know, I can. When Benoit came, I remember Benoit. The earliest memory of Benoit is <clears throat> the commercial. Everybody who the wrestling fan has probably seen at least once. Him tossing Sabu up and Sabu landing right on his neck. Yes. And I remember as a kid when they first showed up on WCW. And my cousin's going, this guy looks like a clown. And I'm like, dude, you have no idea. None. Because I'm watching ECW at the time. So yep. I, I know who these gentlemen are. you know, And I'm just excited because I know what's going to happen next. The platform that they're going to have. But going back to Arn, um, Arn was the best horseman to me. Yeah. Flair isn't the best horseman. I'll, fight, I'll argue anyone with that. <laughs> He's not yep. the best horseman. And then mind you, it's really weird to, to explain. Flair might be the greatest professional wrestler of all time, mm-hmm. but he's not my favorite wrestler of all time. 
I understand and respect the quality that he has done and what he has done for the business and the absolutely. Like he literally is probably probably the greatest professional wrestler of all time. I mean, there's guys like Hogan who is up there, Bruno, uh, Buddy Rogers. Uh, there's so many greats that you can put on that list, but Flair is the absolute greatest of all time. And uh, he just contributed so much and had so many great uh, matches. I mean, Harley, Sting, he, you know, he helped a young Sting get over, you yeah. know, a uh, uh, steamboat. You know, there's just so much that he's done in his career. He's helped, he's helped so many young wrestlers, and a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. I love Flair. I have no nothing negative to say about Ric Flair. I've never not once watch a Ric Flair match and go, I'm not entertained by this. Anytime Rick he Flair, wrestles, I'm intrigued. I will I mean yeah. I watch I go back and watch him versus Kerry Von Eric. I've watched so many times it's ridiculous. Uh what was the last flair match I saw? Uh, I, I so I did see the last flair match. I did <laughs> I uh <laughs> let me tell you I uh I was very intrigued with that. I don't know what made me purchase that event, but I purchased it. I literally yeah. Um, I don't regret it. <laughs> I don't know about that much, but uh, there, <laughs> there's a little bit that in me, inside me, that that the match was not uh, the best. His contribute contribution to that match was not the greatest. Jay Lethal, yeah. Jeff Jarrett. I think Jeff Jarrett's another guy that does not get enough credit as his contributions to the wrestling industry because he was born into the industry and is just an amazing asset to professional wrestling. A lot of people like to give him crap. But oh, um, I mean, G the guy and Andrade performed and well too. Go ahead. The guy booked himself to become NWA champion. I believe we're all very aware of that. That he's you not know, the only guy that's done something like that. No, Let's be serious. Yeah, no, Vince McMahon. Yes, absolutely. Vince McMahon is a former WWF champion. I get it. I get it. But to do it as many times as he did, and think about, <laughs> think about. Okay, he said, you know, people have done it. You're absolutely right cannot take that away from you Fern Gagne is another one who's done it he gets a lot of crap for doing it you know he put it on his I believe he put it on his son for a while too and he got a lot of crap for doing so you know like at you know those should he have been 19 or whatever time NWA champion no you know is he deserving of having a few reigns under the NWA banner? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not going to take that away from Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett's the man. I'm watching Jeff Jarrett on AW every week, and I'm laughing. I'm laughing. His character is so over the top. It's, it reminds me of what he was doing back in WCW, smashing everybody with a guitar. Yep. You know, like, and that's not taken away from his wrestling. Jarrett's wrestling has always been great. I remember the night that him and uh, Lethal won the tag titles, I guess, from the acclaim that one night, uh, you know, and obviously the yeah. decision was reversed, but mm -hmm. the entire crowd went entirely insane. Like, this is, mm -hmm. you know, and I sat there and I'm just like, this is the greatest thing ever. Why? Because it's unexpected. Mm -hmm. And Jeff knows the business and how knows how to rile up the fans. He was, like I said, he was born into the business. Did you watch his match with Orange for the mid-atlantic slash international championship i did not i have not uh i hate to I say believe, it i haven't watched tuned into aew in a little while i sh i should be keeping up on it more it's just my work schedule has been so insane the majority of my watching wrestling is reading things 
online. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me personally, I'll speak only for me. It's been very hit and miss. There's been some days where I'm like, oh man, this was a lot of fun. And there's days where I'm like, ooh, that's very bad. I'm not yeah. a fan of this. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and that whole little stable have been a bright spot for me. Yeah. They are, Jay Lethal is, which I don't understand how he hasn't been in the WWE. I, don't I literally saw that guy from working little independence in gyms in Milford, Connecticut, random. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing a random town that I've seen him in to being on national TV with ring of honor and AEW and TNA. I've seen that guy come up from the very, very, very beginning of his career. Uh, I, I'm sure you probably remember him coming up in this area as well. The uh, guy deserved that WWE. Yeah. How he has never made it there, beyond me. Literally beyond me. Maybe he didn't want to go there. So Because I don't see I heard... a reason why they would never uh, look yeah. into him. Because he's, he's probably one of the greatest wrestlers to never be signed to WWE. That's how I like the great mood as well. Look at that. The greatest first-generation superstar of all time. He has a shirt that says, I beat Ric Flair, who beat this guy, who beat this guy, who beat this guy, who beat this guy. And it's like, he's not wrong. Not Mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Going back to your Milford days, uh, my first uh, memory of him was in a special group called Special K. Up in Ring of Honor, where he I remember. named Hydro. And okay, I remember that. I remember uh, me. I'm I'm a young 17, 18 year old whippersnapper, and they were the cool kids. Me and my best friend Chris, who introduced me into uh, independent wrestling. He is the Yoda to my uh, to my Obi Wan. You know, <laughs> when it comes to independent wrestling, and he, we would watch RF videos. Of mm. like the best of the junior, the juniors in Jersey, or you know stuff like that, Ring of Honor, uh, DVDs and stuff, and we just sit there and like rave out with Special K. Like whenever they would come on, we'd like do the little dances because they were like the best thing the for Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yes, yep. they yep. were the best thing going at the time for Ring of Honor. Like when they were on the show, I knew you were about to see some car crash bullshit, and it was all gonna be phenomenal. It was gonna be great, dude. It was just like those early Ring of Honor days were completely different, and it was all about the ring work. And mm-hmm. you know, when they got TV later on, and as it got later on, later, yep, it just became another TV show. They didn't concentrate on the product, the in ring product, as much, and it kind of, um. It kind of ruined them in a way when Ring of Honor got television. I know we're kind of going yeah. all over the place, but that's kind of okay with this show. <laughs> like, I, uh, it's weird. I have a love for Ring of Honor that I don't have for a lot of wrestling products. Okay. Ring of Honor, uh, like kind of like what I showed you earlier with the Ring of Honor title, that title means a lot to me. Because when I became an independent fan, Ring of Honor was the first promotion that I kind of just gravitated to mm-hmm. guys like Loki, Samoa Joe, CM Punk. Uh, you know, I'm going to give you some uh, not so well-known guys, Matt Stryker, Chad Collier, A. Steele, you know, uh, Jimmy Jacobs, 
Alex Shelley before he broke out, the Backseat Boys. You know, I can sit here for days naming the roster from like those early Ring of Honor DVDs. BJ Whitmer, who was there with Ring of like, you know. The first time I ever saw BJ Whitmer, and I know I'm sorry to cut you off, but the first time I ever saw him, did you ever go to the shows that they booked in uh, Fearfield at was it Sacred Heart University? Oh. Yep. Yep, I went to. Uh, I remember the first show I went to. It was BJ Whitmer and Matt Striker. So you were there. Okay. Yes. So yep. All right. Uh, let me tell so you because I, give... I'm going to come back around and talk about the main event right after. Yeah. But I just remember whatever happened to that Matt Striker, not the other Matt uh, Striker. But whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. He kind of like he was in Ring of Honor to like 2004, 2005. I thought he was and great, dude, and then he, he just disappeared. He had the unibrow. He had the great talk where he was going like this. <laughs> yep. It was great. Like he yeah. was one. Of, I remember the Field of Honor tournament was the reason they were wrestling that night. Yep. The, the the winner gets into the tournament. They went to a draw, and they were like, "You guys are both in the tournament." And we were like, "All right, this is awesome." Uh, but I I think around two thousand five, he kind of just like got out. Of, he got off the Ring of Honor roster because he wasn't being booked in Ring of Honor no more. And I was too young to kind of like follow where he went, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm not sure. But he kind of just fell off. Yeah, I heard it's rumors. I've heard rumors of legal troubles, but I don't know how true that is. So I never really, you know, yeah, follow through. I yeah, I can't comment because I don't know. But like, yeah, I would hope yeah. not. <laughs> but that sh- that show also had now an amazing match with. Uh, Steve Carino and Homicide that went all oh, over the place, and I just remember smacked them so hard. Sorry, I'm cutting you off, but that memory is so still very vivid. Dude, it was he bloody as all so hell. Hard. Yeah, he lost his hearing in his eardrum. Yep. Yeah. And like, do you remember there was like he kept stabbing uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, with a fork. There was a plastic fork. I remember on the, the kids, arm. The kids sitting in front of me grabbed a bloody fork, fork off the uh, off the ground. And mm-hmm. wrapped it up in a napkin and just put it in his pocket. And it was just like, I was like, you're fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. I'm not touching a bloody pork. Um, that was actually, and I'm pretty sure you know this, Samoa Joe and CM Punk's yep. first time wrestling each other. Everybody always talks about the trilogy. But right. what they don't know is that there's a fourth match. Yep. And yeah. we got to see that, you know. So if we're talking... Okay, so we both we're both in the building. Try to visualize with me that the entrance is on this side in the corner. On the other side, if you walk enter it's uh let me see if I can get a visual here. Entrance, entrance, entrance. You have square one coming up, and then you take the left. And I'm sitting in that corner where Samoa Joe did the Ole Ole kick and the metal sheet bent in. Yes. I got to see if I can find you a clip because you'll see a young Harry. There Miller. is video of it. it. It was released on, uh, it might be on Honor Club, but, you know, it was released eventually. So If you watch that show and you see <clears> where <throat> Samoa Joe does the Ole Ole kick in the opposite corner of the entrance, it's me and my best friend Chris sitting right next to each other in that corner. And it was by far the coolest shit I'd ever seen at that time. And of course, the main event was Dan Moff and Low Key, in that which, ended, um, yeah, it ended because, yeah, because Ma or uh, 
Loki Low was stiff kicking him in the head, and he ended up uh, Mafka ended up getting a concussion. And he, I remember, went, go ahead. Go, well, I just remember probably a few days to a week later on the old Ring of Honor message board that they used to have on the old website mm -hmm. that they uh, that Loki eventually ended up having to uh, 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 issue a, an apology because he was working too stiff and and gave uh, Moff a concussion. I just remember him just like laying there, like uh, yeah. You know, knocked so, out. We're okay. So if Loki does the springboard, we're on the opposite side. So we got the yep. bird's eye view of the whole thing. Mob goes in, he springboards, hits like the the like a kind of like an insiguri kick, but it was to the front mm -hmm. of the head. And that was the end of the match. And I remember Loki on the other side going, Fuck. Like he knew he fucked up. And we were just like, Oh shit. And that was just how the show abruptly ended. Yeah. And I still remember going, damn, that was fucking awesome. But go looking back at that, that could have that could have been a lot worse. Did you attend their shows in Woodbridge when they were they came there? I never got to due to like transportation issues. Like I wasn't right. really driving at the time. Right. Um You were young. I did get yeah. 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 Uh, I did get to go to a Woodbridge show later on. Or like around 08, but I'm trying to remember because I literally lived on the road that right that building is on, so I got to walk there. I was like, Good, because if you ever remember the buildings that Ring of Honor were in at that time, parking was atrocious literally anywhere you had right. to go to, it was just fucking atrocious. I went to was it the, the Expo Center in Hartford, and, and after, I've done an Expo Center show, yeah, I, I went to that, and I think that was the I'm trying to remember. I just remember Danielson being there, Kevin Steen, Daniels. Uh, shit, I don't uh, remember. But the Woodbridge show that I went to, I remember it was like CM, one of CM Punk's last shows before going to the E. I remember somebody throwing a Pepsi bottle at him and him chasing through the baseball field, the kid that threw it. Uh, <laughs> there's a baseball field out there. I was actually at that building yesterday because my son has basketball practice there. He, uh, oh, shit. he, he, um, uh, threw a Pepsi bottle and Punk chased him through the building <laughs> into the baseball field behind the freaking park. Oh, shit. Was, yeah, dude, it was fucking insane. I remember uh, Prince Nana was there trying to prevent everybody from going out and yeah, dude, it was fucking hilarious. And then I think he only worked like one or two uh, Ring of Honor matches and then he then he went, that's when he went to, to, to the E. Oh, so probably during the summer. So 05. Yeah, God, it has to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm visualizing it. Um, I so those Fairfield shows. I ended up taking uh the city bus there. So okay. the four bus leads you right to Sacred Heart University. So being so young, I wasn't really driving. We took the bus, you know, and we ran up to go to the gymnasium up the steep hill. I remember being so out of my out of breath. My brother goes, "You good?" I'm like, "Hill, why? Do this? <laughs> I just couldn't. It was it was so. But man, those those early shows, man, were so special. They were different. They were yeah. there was something special about. Now, don't forget, you know, they were just probably a couple years into WCW being gone. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know, the whole wrestling world was feeling this gigantic gap. Because yep. WWE was the big dog. You know, they finally defeated every bit of Everybody. competition. 
you know ECW, I mean? yeah. ECW had just gone out as well. So we're yep. we're on the on the verge of that as so you're losing absolutely out of the three major companies you're losing two right off the bat. But I mean, don't forget, you know, before that he had defeated groups like the AWA, World Class, USWA, yep. all these groups. You know what I mean? The territory, and then yeah, exactly. He had defeated those territories, and then the then then you know those the big three for a while. He literally defeated them. WCW and ECW, which was his last two big competitors, yep. true competitors. And there was this whole void. Because what makes professional wrestling good is when there's more than one major company yeah. out there. When you, you have know? options. And it gives those companies to strive, like the, mm-hmm. a, a reason to strive. And, and it gives them a better creative output, personal opinion. Mm-hmm. WWF has always been at its best when it's had major competition. WCW. Yeah. AEW. Yeah. Look at where they're at now. You know, like watching a product, I don't remember. I I do remember, but like it's weird to watch it now and not have the mindset I had even as short as like three years ago. Right. You know, like watching it now, I'm like, holy hell, this storyline with Roman and the, the bloodline has been some of the best TV the best they've you know, done in wild. years. Yes. Because trust wild. me, there was times I, I mean, even still, uh, there's a lot of times I sit there and watch it and I'm like, man, I can't take this. I have to shut it off. But the only thing that I've been truly paying attention to when I'm not necessarily interested in everything that's else that's on for that three hours is the bloodline story. Yeah. Yeah. That story has been completely well written and, and yeah. it, it's so beautiful and it ties in so many different stories. Even an independent story, if you think about it, yeah. you got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn who are about to have a huge WrestleMania moment. We all know how that's going to end. They're going to win the titles. That's what I fully believe. And I'm yeah. going to probably shut it here because I remember watching those old tapes, 05, IW, um, IWS, I, IWS, IWS. Okay. Uh, International Wrestling Syndicate in Canada. Oh, yep, yep, yep. That's where Steen and Generico or Owens, Zane, you know, started. I remember seeing those VHSs, those DVDs from RF Video, and going, "These are going to be the. These are this is the future." Yep. And then they come over to Combat Zone, have this amazing four way, and that's that. It was off to the races. Now you got Steen and Generico up in PWG, and they explode. Now Ring of Honor is picking them up. You know, they went through the Ring of Honor. They went through all the indies. They get picked up. They do NXT, you know. And now, together, they're going to win the tag title at WrestleMania. What uh, the a biggest show story. The biggest show of the year, literally, for yeah, our industry. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. You and, know, uh, you know, that storyline, you know, the sub-storyline of the Bloodline story mm-hmm. of Steen and Owen, or, excuse me, Owens and the fuck is it no. sammy zane sorry brain <laughs> fart it's the beer um you know <laughs> the, the, that sub story about their yeah. friendship as well has been very intriguing on top of the bloodline story the uh, so have you have you seen all the promos leading up to mania yet for the most part i mean i've didn't Did finish you? raw. I didn't finish raw from this Monday yet. I, I got about uh, an hour in before I fell asleep, so I'm gonna probably watch it when we're done doing this. There, there was. I don't remember anything crazy happening on Raw, 
But the week before, I want to yeah, I want to say it was the week before. Co- it was the Cody Owens Zayn promo. Yep. And Sami Zayn cuts this amazing promo that if you you don't know the career of them two, he literally like narrates it in the best way he can, and he says this one line. This one line is for all those guys who followed them throughout their career. He goes, in all our career, we've turned our backs to each other. We've fought side by side. We've done done horrible things. What makes what I did any different from all the things you've done to me? And I go, ooh, I know what he's talking about. Yeah. And it made me love the story more because he's like, you literally taking everything for me at points going back to even in NXT. It's fan. It's like storylines for fans like us. You know what I mean? In a way. And I remember just sitting, I'm like, the minute they win their tag titles, I'm going to cry as a fan. I'm going to cry. Cause it's like all this is woven in and they're finally going to get their huge WrestleMania moment. I'm not going to lie because I've been watching that one thing particular, in particular, each and every week. If I'm not digging the show, I fast forward, and as soon as those mm-hmm. guys end up on TV, the Bloodline or Owens and uh, same. But the moment those two hugged a few weeks back, I literally sat there and smiled like, mm-hmm. you know, like I was smiling at my children. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I said, this is fucking amazing. Like, this it's is a payoff. Yeah, it's exactly. The, the the when when uh, Owens embraced him and and hugged him huge, I was like, "God damn, brother!" And that's the thing about professional wrestling, dude. Professional wrestling is an emotional ride. It's a variety yeah. show, and it, the it's fans so get invest exactly. That's the thing, about Does your wife watch wrestling? Let me ask you. She she watches with me. Like if I'm watching me. it, she'll sit down next to me. She's gone to she's gone to a few shows with me, and even surprised me. With tickets to a couple shows, like uh, she actually took me to Final Battle 2014 for Christmas. Nice, uh, which nice. was very wow. special for me because Alex Shelley is my favorite independent professional wrestler. Phenomenal and wrestler. He was in New York. You know, yeah. Never had gotten a chance to see him live. Yeah, and she surprised me with tickets and took me there. That that story is a whole other story for another time because there was some cra- some crazy stuff that happened. But I got to see Shelly talk to Shelly yeah. and add some memorabilia to my to my wall over here. But, uh, yeah, she goes and she, she supports me. She's been to all the BST shows, even the one where I couldn't go to due to COVID. She oh, was God. there. You know, like, she, she's been by my side the whole time. My wife is not a wrestling fan. I mean, she is from her childhood. She'll sit there and watch mm-hmm. the, you know, excuse me, di- uh any biographies, the documentaries. Yep. When it comes to attending shows, she's literally attended two shows uh, <laughs> with me. One, we were dating, and I brought her son to a WWE house show because at the time that I met her, her son was a huge WWE fan, so I bought him tickets and I said, hey, That's awesome. you want to come with us? Yeah, okay. And then one, she went to a Northeast event. Ever since then, she'll sit there and watch documentaries with me. She'll watch the Royal Rumble with me every year. Yeah. Uh, but cool. if it's not, literally, if it's not Jeff Jarrett, she doesn't care. 
All right. That's, that's awesome. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Jeff Jarrett, Jeff, sometimes Jeff Coke Jarrett's will be weird. Yeah. anyone? No, yeah. I'm not watching. I'm not watching. <laughs> she, she loves Jeff Jarrett. She, that's who she grew up watching. That's her favorite wrestler as a kid. And, and this Superfly as well. You know, there's very few guys that she'll sit there and say, oh, my God, you're watching this. Boom. I'll sit and watch. But she does not care about professional wrestling at all. And that's become a funny topic here on the show at times because – Wives don't care about wrestling as much as like guys, like they don't understand no. it. Like they'll sit there and watch their 16 and pregnants mm-hmm. or their, 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 uh, or yeah. 90, 90 day fiance and all that other stuff. And I'm sitting here she like, this does. is literally no worse than what you're watching. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, uh, it, it is a soap opera uh, for men. It's a soap opera for guys like us. Yeah. It, 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 so I actually had this conversation with, uh my friend uh tiz 5x the other day and um we were talking about how people like disparage wrestling they're like oh how can you watch that fake garbage how can you watch that it's all predetermined and i looked at at a gentleman (laughs) actually who said that to me recently and i go you watch marvel movies he goes yeah i was like you know those are in books prior to being on the big screen right he goes it's different i'm like how it's not he couldn't explain he couldn't explain it and I'm like, it's literally the same thing. There's superheroes, good guys, bad guys. They beat each other up. One wins, gets a belt. Yep. The same thing. Thanos had a belt. It just had gems on it, you know, and it was on his hand. You know, let, let's call a spade a spade here. If you're going to sit here and just bear wrestling, then you better not be watching anything comic book related or any type of soap opera because I'm coming for your neck. What's that guy, that Chris Van Vliet guy or Chris, yeah. however you pronounce great, it? He was a great interviewer. He does a lot. He reached, He gets a lot of great talent on his shows. Yeah. But him, he. I, I saw a clip on TikTok about how some dude, I don't know, you know, I don't know a lot of sports media. This yep. dude was really ripping on professional wrestling, saying it's fake. Why do you watch? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, do you watch a movie? That's mm-hmm. fake. He goes, yeah, but you know. He was like, no, we watch it. We don't know, necessarily know the outcome, but that's the drama. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That adds to the drama. It adds to the emotion. Professional wrestling is an emotion, uh, mm-hmm. if done correctly. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's just become it's just a wild ride. You know what I mean? It's it's such an awesome thing to to be a part of. Uh, and a lot of yeah. people don't understand it. You either get it and love no. it, or you just don't or understand don't. it. The people There's that really hate no it, in between. Yeah, the people that hate it just literally don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend, uh, Bruce Delma, who we talk, we used to talk a lot about wrestling, mm-hmm. like a lot. And we would sit there and have conversations for hours just about like, you know, kind of like what we're doing here. And, you know, it, he just, he was like us where he understood. And like, we, we've got to see some things together and we just go, man, that was fucking great. You know, and then like we we would go to church because that's where I met him and people would talk like, oh, how can you still watch that stuff? You know, they're guys in their underwears or as what my pastor would say, guys in their chonies. And we'd be like, dude, you're sitting here watching the literal Avengers right now. How are you talking crap to us? And it just, yeah. it, it just blows my mind. How people can be so, and it's an ignorance. I would be, I'd be the first to say it's an ignorance. You know, you you sit here and watch similar things on TV 
but yell at or get mad at us because we watched this. You know, it could be it's, worse. It's literally the most like harmless thing on television. Uh, yeah, I think watching things and I'm and I hate you know I'm gonna bring up the show again, sixteen and pregnant or teenage mom or whatever the hell. That is way worse than watching any kind of professional wrestling because it's like, what is that teaching our youth? <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Some of these yeah. people in professional wrestling guys, like, and I'm sure we'll bring them up, got local guys that you and I have friends with and talk mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's guys, it's children in our community could look up to. Yeah, guys like uh, Lucas Chase, Flash Waller, you know what Kylon I mean? King. Kylon King. Uh, These are regular guys that yeah. went out there, became professional wrestling stars. And, and it's guys like our kids, you know, my Jameson uh, and your children that they could look up to yeah. in in, yeah. in such. Uh, Ezrin, my son, uh, every time he goes to shows, uh, Kylon, Kylon's one of my favorite people. Just in general, he is, and a, he's gonna give me crap if he hears that. <laughs> but uh, every time Ezra shows up at a show, the first thing Kylon goes up to him and gives him a like, picks him up, and you know, messes with him, whatever. Same with Lucas Chase, you know, kayfabe. But you know, like he, he's these guys who I've become friends with, you know, look at my son, and like man, now they have like that relationship, you know. Right. Now every time my son goes to a show. He looks to, for them because he knows he's going to get that attention, you know, and that's cool. It's cool. My seven-year-old loves Chase. I'm telling you, he. Uh, I remember him getting knocked out of the ring, and my Jamie was sitting there. Are you okay, Chase? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, yeah. I'm like, he's not going to answer you. <laughs> probably. I mean, he probably would now. He'd be like, no, I'm not okay. I just got hit with like something or something. He'd, he'd probably say something along those lines. But you yeah, know, he won't necessarily go like, I'm good, kid. <laughs> yeah. you know? No, it was just funny. But he loves guys. Like he, my son loves Matt DeCord. Every time he sees him, he goes up to him. Got, you man. know, Matt is the man, dude. Great the human man. being. Yeah, absolutely. I love that guy. He's been on here a million times and probably going to be on here a million more. I love having that guy on. You know, uh, there's just certain guys that he goes up to, you know what I mean, that he absolutely loves. In our scene. Matt DeCourt? Uh, my son, rather. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I thought you were going to name somebody else, and I'm just like, okay, I just want to make sure. You know, I'm having a brain Yeah, fart, no, Matt you know, Ichiban is-, is one of them. My son's favorite wrestler is Ichiban. That dude, that guy's on the rise. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be he's going to be huge. I give it a year, maybe a year and a half where he's literally all over the world. And actually, let me re- let me rewind that. I give it maybe 6 months now that I think about it. 6 months, he's going to be months. everywhere. You saw yeah. his match with Loki? That yes, I was Holy I was shit. Short row for that. Oh my god. And I didn't attend it, but I was able to watch it online. So um again, there was a reason I couldn't attend, but yeah, my life is crazy, so you know. With family and stuff. And that work. was so. Going back to what we were talking about, Ring of Honor, Loki was one of the first guys who raised that Ring of Honor banner proud. That was one of my first guys that I fell in love with in Independence. Yeah, you know, and he was another was guy a- that he was another guy. We were talking about Jay Lethal before. Yep, Loki was another guy that used to work around Connecticut a lot and mm-hmm. working in the gym, the high school gyms, and yep. Uh, I think he might have been in CCW, which Connecticut Championship Wrestling at one point. Yep. Um, 
I know he did Northeast shows. The first Northeast show I ever went to, it was him versus Xavier. If you remember Ooh. him, uh, yeah, all around best. Yeah, and that um, and that is when I got introduced to the Guardian of the Chaos Big Daddy for the first time as well oh. at that show. Uh, and that kind of uh, uh, we would end up becoming friends months later. But um, uh, Loki and Xavier, that was the first time. And mind you, Ring of Honor wasn't even a thought at that time. It was so probably I'm, a a year, maybe two years before. Jeez, I don't even. Two thousand, two thousand one. Roughly, yeah. I don't even yep. think WCW was closed at the time. They so, were. Yeah, I think they were doing. Oh, sorry, Cody. I didn't mean to smack you like that. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> it's my dog. Um, that's around the time, like when they were doing Jersey All Pro. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very, very regularly. So yep. yeah, you know, though Jersey All Pro is probably it, Ring of Honor is what the pretty much like the baby of Jersey All Pro and the remnants of ECW kind of yep. like blended into one giant promotion that ended up becoming right. like probably the best wrestling for a time, you know, in the Northeast. Yeah. Um, and, and Loki was a regular here in Connecticut for quite about goddamn dude, a couple years, you know, yeah, yeah, um, the New York guy. It's a short yeah, drive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. between going to, you know, him and Xavier were here all the time. God rest, mm -hmm. you know, Rest in peace, uh, Xavier. Jesus, man, I couldn't believe when I heard that he had passed. I was, Dude. I was, yeah, the the memories immediately flowed through when I heard that he had passed. Like I watching remember, him grow here in Connecticut. I remember when they announced that they were going to do like uh, WrestleMania weekend before the pandemic. It was supposed to be. It was like past versus present card for like Ring of Honor. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, they were announcing yeah. it. They were talking about it on TV. And I remember that Hurricane John Walters actually came back too. Yeah. Uh, who was also another part of that new, early, the early yeah. days. Yeah, absolutely. And worked around here a, a shit ton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, I want to say, say it was lethal. I want to say it was lethal, but I could, I, I'm almost positive. We I'm could off. be off. It's hard to be off sometimes. Uh, yeah. But when they announced him coming back, I was excited. Yeah. I was like, oh, this really has an old school, new school feel because you're bringing right. back like guys like Xavier, who would like a lot of people. If you're watching Ring of Honor after like 2003, he kind of wasn't a big staple in Ring of Honor like that. Right. Yep. So if you weren't a fan from the beginning, you don't know the impact he had on the Ring of Honor in the early stages. He was right. the guy that, you know, he held the title. For six months, I believe he, he was one of the key. first. Guy, he was one of the first guys yeah. to hold the title. He was really early on champion. Mm -hmm. He was second champion. Yep, and he lost it to Samoa Joe before Samoa Joe went on to have the two hundred, uh, the excuse me, the two year reign that right. he had. You know, so going back to TOS, um, when that match got announced, I remember going. I'm instantly buying a ticket, and you know, I made a, you know, I. Sent the text to whom I needed to text to. Hey, who do I need to pay? Pay my ticket. I made sure that I it was my myself, one of my friends, Kenny, my best friend, Chris, my brother, who introduced me to professional wrestling, uh, my friend, Tiz, and my son. Front row. I was like, there's no way I'm missing this. That's amazing. And that whole show, that whole show, you know, praise the TOS. They're an amazing company. Amazing company. Dude. And... I love going to their shows. I always have a great time. Uh, but, man, that card was special. 
very, very special. Outside of uh, your own BST, yeah. I think that test of strength puts on, you know, I didn't go to the last Waterbury show, but I was at the one before that. And I have to say that that had been the, mm, she, I think, attended two to three test of strength shows last year. I have to yep. say that they are some of the best damn shows I attended oh, in the state down. of Connecticut. Connecticut is hot as it is yeah. right now. Right you know now? I mean? Hell yeah. I mean, Connecticut. There's a couple companies out here. There is, what do we got, five, six companies right now within the state of Connecticut? That are doing, like, really, like. Regular. So, TOS. Strength, BST, uh, BST. There's Paradise. There's. Paradise. Uh, Blitz Creek. Blitz Creek. Coliseum. Comes Coliseum. Yep. Uh. Oh my God! They're making there's Northeast, which isn't North Northeast isn't uh, necessarily a Connecticut through, company. They, yeah, but they're headquarters. They're a Connecticut main company. They're based they're out of New out York. Of yeah. Well, it, their main arena is Bethany, but they're based out of New Newburgh, New York, which is like an hour away. So whatever. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so that's six companies. There's another company you said that's going to be debuting. Uh, uh, Fight Life is coming to Connecticut. <laughs> Right, they've been uh, running in Rhode Island on a regular yeah. basis on like Wednesday nights or something, and yep. they put on killer shows, dude. I've seen, I've seen. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of killer talent on a lot of these cards. There's a lot of untapped talent. Did you see the 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 match that's announced? Is it for? Is it for Fight Life? Or the Coach. come up? Uh, what, what what match are you talking about? I'm talking about Janela and Ichiban. Uh, that is... That's not Fight Life, oh, or is that... No, that's... I think that's... No, that is Fight Life. Yeah. Fight Life 10, yeah. Yeah, that, when I, I saw that announced, I said, good for Ichiban, yeah. but I yeah. said, holy shit, I need to be at this event. Literally. Uh, Ichiban, uh, going back to what we were saying earlier about Ichiban being on fire, he's, you know, he's reaching out to uh, places that not a lot of people in this area have really gotten to yet like he's yeah. now wrestling for house of glory almost on a regular basis yeah and i'm per almost sure that he's got a big match coming up at the the next show which yep. i'm excited as a person who well, they, usually, they usually stream up on fight right correct uh, or at least for yes. their bigger shows they do yep. their bigger shows yeah so I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that uh he's he, uh, again you know i think that match of low-key open the door to him going to house of glory which yep. house of glory is one of the premier new york brands so that's you know, amazing like, red is that the amazing red school yes that yeah. is okay all right you know so you're under you know there's a lot of people who watch house of glory shows kind of the same way like with uh flash and kylon being a part of beyond and winning the independent tag team champions now there's a lot of people who are eyeballing those two young gentlemen and you know, going back what a couple weeks, they were in California. I'm just going to update right now as to what we were just referring to. It's May 24th. Yeah. That's Fight Life in Milldale. It's going to be at Kinsman yep. Brewery. Which I'm getting drunk that night. Uh, it's going to be Joey <laughs> Janela and Ichiban. So yes, it is. That is. We, I was. We were correct on that match. Yeah. But it was. That it is May 24th. I urge everybody to get out there because this fight life yeah. puts on phenomenal damn shows. They usually run in Rhode Island outside of, I believe it's a brewery in there. And it's in a tiny yep. ass room. Get your tickets now because literally 
this is going to be a, a th- this show is going to be a banger. Like top to bottom, they put on phenomenal shows. If you haven't seen them before, as a guy, you know, you know, as a person with BST, yep. I encourage everybody to just support independent wrestling. Just support key it. Key in, tag in here. Any, yep. In any way, shape, or form, if you can get to a TOS show, go to a TOS show. If you can go to a PAPW show, go to PAPW. If you can go to Fight Life in Milldale, go to Fight Life. Go to Blitzkrieg. Support these independent guys. If these are your guys, support them where they go. I I could not say that louder, you know? Yeah, we were saying, speaking just moments ago, that Connecticut is on fire. I don't think I've ever witnessed a time where Connecticut has been so hotbed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's Absolutely. literally everybody from here, everybody's going out elsewhere. It's it's just insane right now. There's literally shows every weekend. It's, it's there is just... a crop there's a crop of talent in this area that it, it just they're just one big break and it just explodes. Well, I'm it's telling gonna you, explode. you know who those guys are right now. And in this mm-hmm. current crop, it's gonna be like we we probably spoke, uh, and I was speaking uh, last night. I was talking to uh, Nutrius X, okay, yeah. and we were talking about Lucas, and he said that dude he he gives Chase literally six months less than a year before he probably going to end up on national television or, or or with a contract. And I don't, Personal. I'm not going to sit there and argue with that because I'm going to sit there no. like how it hasn't happened yet beyond me, but I'm going to tell you something because Chase is probably, and and I know I sing his praises all the time. People laugh at me because I sing his praises all the time. That dude is fucking gold. And I mean, like, and when that guy is on that television spot and when he's out there, I'm going to be, you know, it's nothing but pride. I'm going to be very proud of that guy out there because he worked his ass off the last three or so years. And he literally is just puts in the work. He has the knowledge yeah, I mean, literally sat there and talked wrestling history with him. Okay, he's a full package. Uh, yeah, exactly. He knows what he's doing, and 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 uh, I just think it's going to be phenomenal when he gets signed. Uh, it's just a matter of time. But we also have guys like we were just mentioned, Flash, Kylon, Ichiban, and I'm sure I'm missing some names. And, uh, and no offense to anybody that I'm missing, but Connecticut's such a hotbed and has so many great professional. The Haven. Oh. Excuse me. I'm sorry. How can I forget those guys? Those guys are phenomenal wrestlers as well. The Haven. Lucas Chase, bias aside, obviously, you know, Lucas Chase has, look, just, if you get a chance, go back to the earlier days of BST, even, Mm -hmm. and watch the evolution over the last three years of Lucas Chase. um... There's a reason he is the BST champion. There's a reason. He is a former TOS tag team champion. There's a reason he's won the RWA championship, the first person to do so. There's a reason he is a PAPW, a former PAPW Intercontinental champion, former Coliseum Pro heavyweight champion. There is a reason that these companies are, you know, that he's winning these titles. There is a reason. Yeah. It's not because he's, you know, going back in politics and he's that good. Yes, 100%. He's that good. Yes. And, you know, going back, Flash, look at his evolution over the last three years through PAPW, you know, uh, Ichiban, Kylon, you know, The Haven. Um, 
Flash is a different wrestler than he was when I very first saw him, as is Chase, but I'll I'll get into both of them. Yeah. Uh, Flash has grown. I'm kind of scared for the guy because of the risk that he takes, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, but um, good for him that he's getting out there and doing all the the stuff he's putting in the work. Dude, I got to see his match with Leo Rush. Dude, you attended that live? I watched it. I on attended TV. that live. Yeah. I attended okay. that live. It was, it was beautiful. I clipped it, beautiful. it and put some clips online. It, it was a phenomenal match. The, and then was it a week later? Him and Kylon wrestled. Leo and Kylon like two, wrestled. Like two, two or three weeks. Yeah, it, you know, no. Can't be more proud of those kids that you that you no, know. Yeah, no, you, you can't. You know, again, going back to kind of like what I said about Justin, you know. Flash was on that first BST card. Justin yeah. Waller was on that first BST card, you know. And I remember this, you know, skinny little kid, you know, with red, you know, bell bottom looking tights, and you know, I remember those. Oh, I, yeah, okay, you know. And I'm sorry <laughs> if he hears this. I apologize, but like, you know, and it may sound cheesy, but seeing these young guys and seeing their growth from what they were to where they're at now is. You know, I feel like a, I guess a proud parent, like an uncle, I guess. Yep. It, it's just that, that feeling of pride, like, wow, like these kids who I've seen grow up are now doing spectacular, phenomenal things. Yeah. Like I got to see uh, him and Leo, and then I got to see him wrestle for GCW when they did the Providence show at Aura. I saw uh, one of the matches. Where he came right. in in like a six way or something with Tony, and yes. I think he took the fall to Tony Deppin, if I remember correctly. Is that the one? Yeah, that was that was yeah. that aura. That was okay. his debut, correct? For it wasn't the debut. No? I believe the debut was a couple months prior to that. Okay, okay. So he had wrestled. I think it was like him, um, Manders, Chris Hamrick, uh, Deppin, uh, Mathers, who was another young guy, but he's that... out of like a New Jersey. That the dude's another area. great, yeah, another yeah. great guy. That's you know, he's, you guys area. have you guys have hosted him as well, yeah. Right? And I'm, yeah. I can't wait to bring him back. Like yeah. he's another young guy who I think give it about a year or so, and he's gonna. I mean, he's already all over the world with GCW, but yeah. the way he's going to explode onto the scene in about a year is gonna be completely. It, there's a lot of talent in this Northeast area. I could talk for hours. Yeah. We can talk for hours about the Northeast as a whole. You know, Northeast is New England has always been one of the greatest areas of professional wrestling, literally for decades upon decades. Uh, You know, obviously, there's been some lulls here and there over the years. Of course. Uh, But right now, the last probably year since we bounced back from the pandemic, Mm -hmm. there's some great companies in New England. There's some great companies based in Connecticut, our home area. Yeah. And there's a lot of really great professional wrestling, and New England is just a hotbed right now. Uh-huh. And I mean, I've always been very proud and very into the New England scene. It's just like yeah. this particular era that we're in. It reminds me of the old ROH era. It reminds me of like, remember when the WWE was hot during the Attitude Era and it was like nobody yep. wanted anything else? It's yep. just like, it's that, not that it. The attitude area was wasn't, wasn't my favorite. I'll just tell you that. But it's like for people that are into the attitude era so much, mm-hmm. that's what this is like. It's just that intense, I guess you could say. 
So I can compare the wrestling out here now to how it was, I would say, 2000 to 2003 in the Mm -hmm. Philly, New York area. So you got, like, Combat Zone, excuse me, Jersey All-Pro, Ring of Honor. uh, I'm trying to think of what other promotions, like um, I – uh, Mid South, uh, IWA South. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. IWA, excuse me. IWA Mid South. Like those when the, those companies were all, you know, premier companies to work for, and there you had some Ch- of the, the young talent. Well. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! How could I forget Chikara? Yeah. Yep. Chikara was. It was one of the best com- companies to work for, and you know, man, I miss that company have, so much. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know what it what it was about that company that made it so special was how silly some of the things were (laughs) but like at the same time you had some of the best wrestlers come through there and wrestle like i I, think it was literally the quality of the wrestling it was you know and that's what it is about me comedy could bother me a lot at times Mm -hmm. if anybody knows me and knows what I prefer when it comes to professional wrestling. Comedy will drive me crazy. Same as death matches drive me even more insane. Yep. But as long as it's quality professional wrestling, sometimes it'll just that stupid shit will bypass. You know what I mean? I'll just be able to get over it. Chikara was able to put on a good, very good product with their in-ring skills while having some goofy kind of yep. comic booky type yep. stuff. But it was nothing. Sh- it reminded me of maybe like a Japanese independent, if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got teams like Los Ice Creams. <laughs> you have a wrestler called Dragon Dragon, which is literally a guy in a dragon costume. You right. had the guys like the Ophidian Portal, which are two guys who came from Egypt. Who, like, you know, like, and you got guys <laughs> like Claudio Castagnoli, Chris Hero, Mike. Quackenbush, even though that name does get a little bit of like weird you know, reactions. I'm going Quack- to, I know the same way, well, maybe not just the same way as Benoit, but it definitely in a stomach turning way. Yeah. Uh, Mike has always been pretty decent of a human being to me. I have a feeling that, I don't know, I think there's a lot of controversy that surrounds his name that might not necessarily be his fault. I could be wrong on that, but. We, for the sake we of this don't podcast. know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But yeah. like, I mean, let me just say that there's guys. always two stories to two sides to every yep. story. I'm just gonna Absolutely. say that, yeah. you know, uh, guys like um, Jigsaw, uh, Hollow Wicked, who doesn't get oh, as much love Dude, as I, I feel just, like they deserve. I was just thinking of that guy, Hollow Wicked, because he yeah. was another guy. Remember, we were just talking about Jay Lethal and Loki working this area. Yep. Hollow Wicked was from this area, and he would always. Come out there. He dressed up like he was one of the misfits, mm-hmm. the, the rock yep. band, the misfits. Yep. Uh, and he just always came out there. And I saw him work all these independent days, whether it was NAWF, if you remember the NA- I don't remember NAWF. NAWF. It was a it was a school based out of uh fuck Milford who ran mm-hmm. shows. I'm trying to remember is it NAWF or NAWA? NAWF, I believe. Newing North. New, uh, whatever. I don't remember what it stood for. <laughs> I remember Fred Yale was a promoter slash t- uh, instructor there. Okay. And I remember there was a guy named John Brooks. Do you remember John Brooks? No. Nope. Okay. He was his number one student. I believe Dave Cole came out of that school. You know, I get you got to remember Dave, Dave Cole. Cole, Dave Cole, Jay Busta, my, Randy, my, Randy. 
Yeah. Dave Cole, you're taught uh, to make sure we got this right. Dave Cole. Uh, I think there's only the one. If I'm not... The psychedelic warrior. Same guy. That is. Yep. He okay. was a different guy. He went from being like a guy coming out just wrestling with no personality to one of the Canadian superstars with Jay Busta to yep. the psychedelic guy that that you're referring to. Yep. So uh, Dave Cole, I have a special love for Dave Cole. Let me start off with that. A great wrestler, uh, dude. Yeah, he's a phenomenal wrestler. I got to yeah. see Dave Cole for the first time. I don't know if you remember these. Uh, there was this company called Wrestle Jam. I remember Wrestle Jam. The last show that I went to from them, East was, Haven. Uh, no, it was uh, oh Jesus. It was like in the middle of nowhere in maybe in Wallingford. The church. The, yes, yes, was it there. was in the middle of a church. And I remember Sarah Del Rey was there, and that's all I remember. Sorry for that particular show, but I remember attending them in Hamden, Connecticut, uh, a couple times. I, I could go to okay. the Hamden uh, story so, pretty soon if you want to talk about the church show first. Uh, going back to the church, I'm trying to remember. Okay, so there was a. I want to say there was a church show. And oh, it definitely it was because it was like in the middle of nowhere, kind of driving down like this a, like regular. Hill? It was kind of like this regular suburban area. Then there was just a church. That's it. Was the were the ants on that card? I really have very little memory outside of Sarah Del Rey being on that show. Maybe if we're, uh, we're but gonna we're gonna we're gonna have I'm to discuss to this later. Yeah, I went to of uh, the last few of them before they finally like got like. I think I missed the last couple, but yeah, I definitely attended more than a few. But yeah, so the first time I see Dave Cole, I want to say it's in Meriden at the YMCA. Okay. Okay. And the the main event of that show was JT Dunn and Chris Saban. That is really early on for JT Dunn then. Uh, it was right in the height of uh the juicy product. Okay. Rise. Yeah. So um so they're you know they got their match whatever but there was a six man. It was Chikara versus like the Northeast Legends or whatever. And it yep. was like AJ Cruz uh Dave Cole and Mikazi. I think we're the three that are probably the north, the northeast, and I remember them wrapping off of Mercedes, uh, Mercedes KV, eight by ten. I remember that much. Uh, Sasha Banks. Yeah. Before, yep. yeah. So like, I remember that, but that was the first time I saw Dave Cole. You know, we we I didn't really talk to him then. I had seen him then later, a couple years later, at a Beyond show. No, lying. It was a CCW show in Stratford. Okay, it that's was, when they moved uh, out of West Haven because on CCW, the first like bunch of shows were in West Haven in the uh, Masonic Temple or something to Momo, that effect. Momo's positive is CCW, and I believe it's yeah. Johnny Gargano and Dunn in the main in the semi main or something like that. Yeah, but Dave Cole is there and he's selling his custom pops because uh, he does like a lot of artwork. Yeah, uh, yep. you follow him on Instagram. You follow him on in, uh, not Instagram, Twitter. He posts yeah. a lot of his artwork. So I'll just pull the one that I bought because I, I still have it to this day. Um, he did this Samoa Joe. Oh, sick! Right, beautiful. I was like, I gotta have it. I was really big on my pop collection at the time. So, you know, we we talk and we we hit it off, and then I seen him again at Beyond, and we talked some more. And, you know, we ended up just, like, he ended up becoming, like, a really cool friend of mine for a while. And this is right before I even, you know, became a part of the business. 
um, you know, he lived right here in Bridgeport and we, I would, you know, there'd be times where I like, I'll drive through and I'll see him and we'll just talk and, you know, great guy moved out to Denver and I miss him dearly, but he came back recently, uh, for a beyond show. And yep. I made sure to go up there and see him. And we talked for a good while, man. Good guy. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Well, forever sing his praises. Dude, he was he was great, and and I liked when he was uh, teaming with uh, Jay Busta as a Canadian superstars. Uh, mm-hmm. Wrestle Jam, dude, put on some great shows. I don't know if you remember their shows in uh, Hamden. I remember they put on a couple there. There was one. I remember Claudio was there, and Eddie Kingston was there. Uh, okay. Quackenbush. I just remember it was like a six man main event. I'd have to really research the main event because I did find it online somewhat recently, and me. My family's always been uh, Boston Red Sox fans growing up. I know everybody's a Yankees fan, God forbid. That, But uh, I just remember Eddie Kingston literally looking at my son who's wearing a uh, Red Sox hat. This is my oldest mm-hmm. son. He's 16 now. He said, hey, kid, the Red Sox suck. And the entire place <laughs> went the entire place went fucking crazy. Literally just talking shit to Eddie Kingston, like leave the kid alone, all that stuff, dude. And that's to me is what's special about professional wrestling. Yeah, moments moments like that. Yeah, little interactions. Uh, I think so. I think my first Wrestle Jam was that Meredith one that was like 2014, maybe 2015. I'm trying, I think that was the first one I went to. I, I did never got to see the Claudio days. And I know how uh, like Hollow Wicked was like their grand champion for like a while, yeah, for a very long while. And um, Wrestle Jam was putting put on some really cool cards, really different cards too. Because even the last one that they did in East Haven, that I remember, it was like uh, Jonathan Gresham was on it, Davy Boy Smith Jr. was on it. Like they really? had some pretty big names. Yeah, I was very uh, Huckabee was on it. I remember Huckabee being on it. Um, another PAPW standout that was on there, uh, Richard Holiday. That was national, national TV star right now. Uh, <laughs> Wrestle Jam was the first time I laid eyes on this guy. Yeah. A great then, performer, uh, man. I mean, he's a great wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, if I'm being honest, I, the first time I saw him, I was like, this guy is never going to make it. And you know what? He made me eat my goddamn words. I'll tell I'm you. I'm the first the- one to say it. I've gone back and I've gone back and watched some of his earliest videos, like matches, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. From through Paradise Alley and stuff. I'm like, there's something about this guy necessarily. I was just like, it's amazing to see his growth. Yeah. Because I've gotten to see him through MLW and and his growth through Paradise Alley that he what he really developed into something special. Literally. <laughs> there you go you know like it, uh he took something as as little as this and made it into like a whole catchphrase which is great but i remember seeing i thought like when i first saw him it was gonna be like oh it's just gonna be like this company's big guy you know what i'm saying like right. he's the chosen one for this company and that was cool but it wasn't necessarily for me i also didn't really uh, like see his personality until later on yeah, that's when I started really like. Oh, I like this holiday guy. He's it probably really took good. some took some time for him to develop. Yeah. You know what I mean? As it does in the world of professional wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, I remember Evolve had a a double shot with PAPW at a gym in East Haven, and Holiday was on the card along with Matias. 
I remember those two. Those were the two that like stuck out for me the most. And uh, I remember like, oh, these. Like, at that point, I'm like, oh, these guys are gonna be something pretty soon. And they were like almost like neck and neck as far as like where the trajectory of their careers were going. And then like Richard Holiday just ended up blowing up right after that. Right. Yeah, yeah it was cool to see. I think it's great, dude, like to see such guys like that. You know what I mean? We always talk we were talking earlier. It's just it's phenomenal to see. Like sometimes you mean like, man, these guys are you know, they might not do something, but holy shit now, look at this, they're on TV. Let's see the yeah. development of their character. Absolutely. Alec Price. Alec Price is a, is another one of those guys where like you see him throughout the Indies, you know, he wrestled throughout uh, you know, all throughout Connecticut and whatever. He's doing his beyond wrestling. He's getting a lot of momentum in Beyond Wrestling. All of a sudden, he's in MLW, you know, doing some cool things. Uh, main event out of New York, uh, uh, Jay Lyon and uh, Midas Black. Uh, yes. You know, House of Glory, uh, ta- former House of Glory Tag Team Champions. Uh, another team that they were they're just on a hot streak. Now they're in MLW. Good for them. You know, people... You know, it's cool to see people finally get their just desserts. You know what I'm saying? They, what they deserve. These guys work their asses off. Yeah. You know I mean, absolutely. professional wrestling is no joke. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you got to put in the work. Not. But guys like Holiday and the guys that we were talking about earlier, Miracle Generation, I guess you can, mm-hmm. you can refer to them as, uh, they put in the work and able to get to where they are. And there's only big, absolutely. bigger things coming. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind I if we uh, go ahead? No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I want you to finish, and then I'm going to switch gears. uh, It's cool to see. It's cool to see. And I honestly, I can't wait till I I turn on my TV one day and I see Dustin Waller doing his Colby splash and, you know, Kylon hitting knees and Ichiban just entertaining the world. I cannot wait for those days. Same with Lucas Chase. Cannot wait for that dude to be talking so much smack that people hate him on TV. I could see, you know, a lot of those guys going to the big E uh, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, maybe even NXT, you know, uh, some of them because of the style, not necessarily because of how good or, or, you know, not the lack of being good. It's just because of the certain style that they work. You yeah. know what I mean? NXT has a certain style yes. okay, as compared to the main roster. Yep. Uh, so, it's just one of those things I could picture all the guys that you just mentioned mm-hmm. up there at some point in, uh, or, or, or AEW. And yeah. I'm, I'm interested in seeing somebody like Lucas or even Kylon or even Ichiban doing a tour of Japan. You know what I mean? Because definitely, uh, Ichiban, definitely. In, in my personal opinion, out of the three that I just mentioned, and this is no offense to Chase, but Ichiban and, and, and Kylon, I think that, Kylon really uses an influence from that style, if you if you think about it. Yeah, I can see it. I definitely see it. You know, Ichiban, I, I, Ichiban would do great in Japan. Yeah, he'd be he'd be amazing in the Super Juniors tournament, given the right time and the right. You know, uh, I also see him going to Mexico. I can see him down to CMML or AAA. Dude, you, know, you got a point team. there. Yeah. Yeah. I can see him doing a lot of crazy stuff down there. It's going to be cool to see where he goes next. The guy, were you, you don't go attend the, have you, did you attend any of the uh, Tough and Talented shows? I've been to one so far. So you weren't at the yeah. last one, I'm guessing, that, uh, which no, is just I the didn't, last one. 
uh, the last few weeks have been like really. <laughs> uh, it's cool. You're a dad. Exciting. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like with the birth of the baby, I kind of like I missed the last TOS show, which was like I had full. I had literally text Alex the night before. I was like, "Listen, I'm going to be there unless this this girl appears." And that night, she sh- she showed up. I was like, "Well, you know, congratulations no. to you yeah, and your no. wife. I'm happy for you guys." Thanks, uh, I I you know uh, I might not comment as much as I probably should on Facebook posts and stuff like that, but I did comment when you did post pictures yeah. of the baby. I did say that, yeah, but no, I don't no. necessarily comment. But I want to congratulate you, man, because it's a fuck, Thanks, it's man. an amazing thing having a child. I, I've got oh, uh, too many it's of my a, own, but you know, <laughs> it's a blessing. I mean, it is. Uh, my princess doesn't let me sleep at night sometimes, but you know, that'll that comes with the territory. Yeah, that'll change. Uh, it, 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 you know, they they get. Uh, you know, you have a child already, so it'll it'll you know it goes on after a few months. You'll be able to sleep, and yeah, you know, you'll be I good. Mean, I'm I'm happy because you know I have this I have the boy already who is literally my mini me, and now I have the girl. I have the set. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I'm 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 happy. I love both. You know, they're both healthy beautiful children you know i'm blessed can't can't really can't really be mad at life right now and you bring your son to the show so I yeah mean, i do you know I, go let's let can we touch on that first oh, like my course. son my my son is is my son is me if i had uh everything i could possibly think of as a kid yeah. and things are different things are different before as they are now you had to necessarily go to a store to actually purchase these things. Now with the with internet and everything, it's not necessarily a necessity where you have to go out and grab stuff. Right. So it's e- you know it's easier to purchase things for the kid, and you know uh, I try and I, I work really hard to give them the best you know that life can give me. I want to give them more than what I had. Right. So if I couldn't have all these toys as a kid, I want to make sure he does so he knows what it feels like to have those those moments with their toys. If you look at his setup, dude, I will send you a picture. He has a whole setup in his room. A whole setup. And it is amazing to see because he is literally me at that age. He watches wrestling all the time. He talks to me about wrestling all the time. He goes, Dad, did you see this? Dad, did you see that? And of course, me being me, I'm like, yeah, I've already saw that already, Ezra. But he's just like, Dad, but did you see this? And it's cool. That's I remember amazing. the first memory. He's about four-ish. When the Cruiserweight, uh, yeah, four, because it was the Cruiserweight Classic. It was Kota Ibushi, Cedric Alexander. We're watching it. I'm, you know, we're in our room, and he's invested. When I tell That's you, this amazing. is like, this is his first wrestling match that he's seeing, and he's like this. He's like, like really in the camera, like like he's really watching it, and he's like the match is over, and he starts crying. I'm like, why are you crying? Because the one I wanted lost. He's invested, and I was like, yeah, he's hooked. And you get it. Up. You get it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, dude. I just sit down with this kid, and you know we're in the age of of the internet. We us smart, you know, people who can manage know things sometimes before they even happen. Whatever. I mean, you know, uh, we read certain things, websites, etc. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. 
he sits there and he goes, I bet you this is going to happen. And then it happens. And I'm like, all right, you're on your phone too much. Get off the phone. Get off, Get off your phone. <laughs> but it's, it's cool to see. It's super cool to see. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, uh, one of my favorite, my son's favorites, like I said, was Ichiban. Flying Eye is another one of his favorites. He doesn't, and I got to tell you, uh, he's completely, every time he sees Flying Eye, he gives him the too sweet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Flying so, another one, man. Give him, give him a little bit of time. And that dude's going to do some cool stuff, man. I think for a guy that's been in the business as long as he has, the dude has got it, literally. Yeah. He's been in it probably over a year. Maybe, what's it, two years maybe? The dude, yeah. it, his charisma level is off the charts good. Absolutely. Yeah. He. he the, it, uh, I went to Tetsu a couple weeks ago. Tetsu Pro. Okay. Yep. That's another promotion. That's, that's right. On the ride. That's one yeah, we need to, to, to talk about. Yep. Um, and he I, he was in the opening three-way, but his crowd interaction, the way he worked with the crowd and the way he did in the match, it all was very, very well done for a guy with not that much time, you know, in the ring. Like we said, he's only been, what, one, two years? And yeah. you would think he's been part of rings for years, like more than the, the one or two that we're talking about. The dude knows how to maneuver and work the crowd, and I love that about him. He, um, like, yeah, dude, it's just amazing, dude. His his mm -hmm. crowd interaction, he's the perfect heel. Yeah, but he gets over. He gets yeah. over. He's got you fans cheering him because it's his charisma, dude. It's his personality. I wouldn't. Okay, so yes, it is those things. But there's one key thing that allows people to go. This guy's a fucking man. He's relatable. Yes, one hundred percent. Absolutely 100%. relatable. And we got Idrick Cash with him, who's also relatable. One hundred percent. He's got the charisma. He's got the the skill of the gab. You know yeah. what I mean? So the yeah, gift so of gab. They work well together. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know? and I and love it, seeing it, them on shows together. And he's believable. Yeah, and I got to I got to see him at his uh, Fly Nice Northeast debut. By the way, mm -hmm. couldn't have been prouder, dude. When yeah. I saw him, I literally got a text message from him because I was wearing a, my New Japan hoodie. He's like New Japan hoodie, nice, nice New Japan hoodie. I'm like looking around. I'm like, where the fuck is this guy? Like, what are you doing? Like, I thought maybe <laughs> he was hanging out or sitting in the chairs or somewhere. And I'm like looking for him. Literally, I think it was the second match. All of a sudden, this music hits and he comes out. I was like, "Oh God, man, I'm so fucking proud of this yeah. dude!" Like it, seriously, it, it worked with Chase that night. Yeah, he was in the. I think it was like a six man. And yeah, he got I, annihilated. I, I, <laughs> so, either way, either way, you know, like he's it, paying his dues, man. He's getting there. Bingo, and that's that's it. He's paying his dues. He's doing what he has to do to get to where he needs to get. And good for him, man. Like you said, yeah, proud. Proud that yeah, he got absolutely. his chance to be in some type of spotlight for a really big company out here. You know, granted, they're like a New York, New Connecticut company. Probably the biggest in the Northeast, to be honest Bingo. with you. They're the no slouches. No, they, they don't take just anybody. They don't take no. just anybody. The fact that he came out there, I'm like, damn, dude. I literally almost shed a tear because I'm like, man, I'm so proud of this guy. Because I've been there watching him since the very, very, very beginning. Him? Brad Baylor is another one of those guys. Dude, 
Yep. Brad Baylor. Literally, yep. I interviewed him, and like three days later, he changed his damn name. Let's just say that. Okay. Anyways, yep. and I won't throw that towards him. But yeah. um, he's another one, dude. He's got the charisma. He's, he's got the one the, to watch. He's got the absolute, he's got the look. Okay. Mm-hmm. Connecticut is no joke right now, dude. I'm telling you, Connecticut is no joke. This scene is tearing it up. And yep. these guys out of this area are fucking stars waiting to burst. I'm telling yep. you. Yep. Baylor's definitely wait. one. Uh, Blade Baylor is definitely another one on that list. I'm I so with speaking of Baylor, let's let's talk about BST's Elevate. Yeah, we, dude, we got I got we got to go through that because I was going to say first I want to know a little bit about the history of BST before we get um, into the show because okay. I don't know a lot about the entire history. I know that you guys started booking events randomly at the mm-hmm. Acoustic Cafe, yep. if I remember correctly. Now yep. Uh, that's a venue I have attended for music shows, and uh, I was not able to attend those earliest shows. I, it wasn't until you guys moved over to the Y that I attended a bunch of shows. So, so let's talk about the history in the beginning of uh, and how you got involved into uh, BST, and then we'll definitely get to elevate soon. Um, so how do I how do I start this? I think started so I wasn't part of the initial inception of BST. I'll start off with that. Um, I went into BST as a fan, just like probably everybody else. You know, there was a, a, a wrestling card that Manny Sierra, my broadcast partner, was hosting. And he was like, hey, you know, uh, there's a show in Black Rock. Um, come through and see your boy. And uh, we'll talk after. And I was like, yeah, of course. Anything for you, Manny. You're one, you know, Manny's one of my best friends. You know, um, so I go to the show and we're, me and Chris, my brother, are having a amazing, we're having a fun time. It was really just a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, I, they were supposed to do a, a follow-up show and then the pandemic happened. Um, Manny introduces me to a couple gentlemen uh, and he goes, hey, this is my friend Harry. He knows wrestling. Um, I think he'd be a great fit for the company. And me and a uh, couple gentlemen have a conversation. And, you know, he goes, all right, I like what I see. You know, we what do you want to come in and be a commentator? Again, I'm, ju- I'm just a fan at this point. I have no, I don't think I'm ever going to be a part of this. But it's always been a dream in some way, shape, or form to do this. <laughs> Excuse me. And I'm just like, yeah, hell yeah. Fuck yeah, let's do this. So I'm excited to get the, we're at the, the acoustic and, um, you know, because of the pandemic and the acoustic being so small, um, I don't know if my, I think my thing just passed. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Uh, my headphone just, just died. So we're going to do this. Uh, that's okay. Um, we were at, we're at the acoustic and we're running a 10 by 10 ring plexiglass literally surrounds the 10 by 10 and it's oh like oh my god there's like 20 people on the, in the in the venue like we can't have any more and we're telling decent stories and we have some some real good guys guys who are on the come up you know guys who are who have been a part of like other companies who are coming in you know we have a good crop of dudes you know and we're putting on some good shows and 
were telling some really good stories, especially uh, Dustin versus Lucas was one of our first premiere stories that we were telling. Um, even in our early inceptions, uh, we had partnerships with TOS um, and uh, Dan DeMann and Karen Bam Bam were fighting over the Tesla Strength Championship. You know, so like we have some some really good, credible people coming on our cards and, you know, we're just trying to do something during this crazy time. It's the pandemic, you know, and, you know, we run a couple shows, we run a tournament, you know, and that all leads to our big show at Behind the Acoustic, uh, which is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, oh my God, what was the name of the first show? <laughs> it wasn't Road to Success. Uh, Park City Showdown. Yeah. Right? So we go into the first Park City Showdown, and it's Lucas Chase versus Dustin Waller in an Iron Man match. That's the main event. And I watched that online, yeah. It was one of the most fun days of my life, both professionally and as a fan. I got to call Amazing Wrestling that whole night, and it was we had a really good card the whole way through. You know, guys like Kylon King were on that card. Guys like uh, Lou Jacobs who were on that card. You know, we had The Haven, uh, Lucas Chase. You had Matt Awesome. You know, a couple big Jim Anderson. You know, like we had some really, really, you know, great. You know, rest in peace, Big Jim. We had some really cool. Dudes. I love that guy. I miss that guy so much, dude. Like, I'm sorry. I we've mentioned his name a couple different times, and I hate to cut yeah. you off, but hey. I miss that guy so much, dude. He was such a great fucking dude, and you know, we. He was always a fun person to talk to. We've always talked, you know, literally, I don't think we've really ever talked much wrestling. We talked our mutual love of punk rock music every time we spoke, you know. Uh, Jim, Jim is an imposing character. He's yeah. a big, big, muscular dude, you know. And I remember, like, I, the first show at the acoustic, I go to Big Jim, and I remember this. I mixed up his name during commentary. Because, I, again, I didn't know a lot of these guys. Right. But, you know, I have to do a job. And, I, I, you know, after the show was over, I went up to him and I was like, listen, I apologize if I messed up the names, you know, you know, whatever. And he was just like, hey, man, we've all been there before. It's okay. And ever since then, he, be, like, he became like the big teddy bear for me. He always embraced me as I was one of one of them from the jump. And I can say that was what Big Jim was as a person. He was just a very embracing, positive person from what I remember, you know. And yeah. I, will, I will never – I remember the conversation I had the day before he passed. And it was nuts because we were we – were we had the show at the Mayamog. And him and Dustin had literally torn down the house. Literally tore down the house. That's that small room, right? If yes. I remember correctly, the 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 yacht house. Yep. Yep. Okay, I saw that okay. online. Yep. They, you know, they tear it up, man. Great, great street fight type match. And you know, we go to the back and we're talking, and you know, he says some stuff to me, and I go, as long as you know, as long as we're here, you're with us, and I want you to remember that. What you just did today was fucking phenomenal. Don't doubt your ability to do this. 
because at the time, I believe he was hurting. Like, his back was kind of like... I think that he was out for a little while, and he had to have a yeah. surgery of some sort. Yeah, and I remember that when he landed in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we had that conversation, and two days later, I believe, unfortunately, we got the news. I was in the middle of recording an episode with uh, Big Daddy and Tommy Sabin, and Big Daddy's phone was blowing up during the episode. And finally, he said, I'll call you back. It's like, I'll jump back on in a minute. And he came back, and unfortunately, he he uh, spilled the news. And I just remember, like, we only went a few more minutes and just cut the episode there. You know what I mean? It's just, it was uh, heart-wrenching news at the time. You know, he was such a good fella. I was I was on my way to work and I had read a status, won't say from who, and I texted Kevin, which is one of my uh partners in this, and I asked him, I was like, Am I what I'm if I'm what I'm reading, is it true? And he kinda was just like, Unfortunately, yeah, this is what's going on. Whatever, I don't know exactly like what led to it, but you know I don't know what yeah. I remember just sitting at the parking lot. I was working at um, Orthopedic Specialty Group at the time. And I remember just sitting in the parking lot and just kind of like just being numb. I just felt numb. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I just saw this guy. Like, we just had a talk. Absolutely. Yeah, you know. I had seen him like really previously before that. Like, you know, and it's one of those things where he was doing the mask gimmick at the time. Yeah. And I just remember I said, dude, take we all know it's you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we all know Jim is Jim. <laughs> at the time he was doing uh stuff with PAP. He had just come back from injury, he was doing stuff with PAPW. Yeah. And he was working with Lucas Chase. They were yes. doing they were him, doing. Chase and Gibbs were working like yeah. as kind of like a uh what do they call it? The uh a group, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Faction. Stable, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were working as a group. So, like, I was around him a lot at the time, obviously, with the BST and then seeing going up to PFPW. Actually, I'm going to give you a big gym uh, memory that will always stay near and dear to my heart. Um, I go to PFPW, and um, there's, like, you know, I go in. I'm, I'm nowhere, not anything crazy. I'm not even anything crazy now, but, like, I literally maybe have called maybe three shows at this point. Three, four shows. So I go into PAPW. I just go in and see a couple of my friends, you know, do some wrestles and just have a good night. My son's with me. And um, there's a root. You've been to the PAPW uh, facility. Many, right? many times. Yeah. In front of the bathrooms was a row of chairs. And there was a gentleman who was sitting and it's one, it's open chair, gentleman, open chair. So I'm coming in and I, you know, I'm talking to the guy and the guy's kind of like being kind of like a dick. I think that's the best way I can describe it as. And Jim sees me, comes right up to me, gives me a big hug, says hi to Ezrin and looks at the gentleman. He goes, hey, man, I need you to move over so my friends can sit here. And the guy looked at him and he was like, okay. And he moved right (laughs) over and me and Ezrin were like front row. For the PAPW card, and I, Ezrin had a blast that day. It was like his first time seeing like Waves and Curls, who were like a very fun like tag team to watch. 
and they did the whole thing, and Ezra had was like under it. So he had such a cool experience. And now they're one of the biggest tag teams in the Northeastern United States. How we didn't mention them earlier, beyond me. Absolutely, they're another team that once Trayvon gets, you know, come back from injury, they're probably gonna like. Oh, actually, once he comes back, I know they're gonna do crazy stuff because we saw them in Milford at the brewery. Yes, we did. Yes, we, we did. did. And the 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 road warrior pop that those boys got that <laughs> night. You were there with me. It yes. Was nuts. That was a fun card. Yes, that was a fun card. I went to the year before, and I thought it was phenomenal. I went to this year, phenomenal. That dude that books those shows, I don't know what he's got going on. He gets the top independent talent in the Northeast. He brings in guys like Zicky Dice and and, uh, Caleb Conley. And uh, Joey Janela was at the last show. Scotty Tuhati. I mean, this guy's booking the top fucking talent. Absolutely. And I'm literally, and it's in a fucking brewery, so there's beer. So I'm happy as both ways. Professional wrestling and beer are my two favorite things in life. We got to we got to chill a lot that night. And we, we did. We did. Q was ref for yes. good for that. Yes. And anytime that guy pops up, you know it's gonna be a fun night. Yep. That dude, another dude that's out there killing it. Q, yep. who's gonna be a guest, by the way, in the month of April. So keep your eyes out, folks, for, for that episode. Because Q Uncle Q is the man, he ref. He ref my gender reveal. That dude has a special place in my heart. He loves professional wrestling. I've literally, in the middle of shows, sat there and have conversations with him about the history of professional wrestling. Huge NWA fan in the history of NWA, by the way. So the guy's amazing. Uh, Got a chance to work with him in Bay State. Got a chance to work with him in Paradise Alley numerous times. Uh, Great guy, dude. You're a fucking great guy. Dude's a great dude with a great heart and, you know, his love for wrestling and his love for the, the well, the kids of wrestling, like, you know, the young guys. Yeah. It's cool to see. It's cool to see. Yeah. And uh, it's always good to see him. And, and like I said, I'm looking forward to conversing with him for this podcast because anytime I speak with him at a show, we just have amazing conversations about wrestling and mm-hmm. uh just cool, dude. And back back to those those, those uh, brewery shows. Uh, I guess they're part of the trivia nights. Uh, I'm hoping that there's going to be another one this year. The guy, when I spoke to him last time, said that he's going to continue to do them. Hey, dude. if you hear about it first, you need to send me a message. I want. We should make that a tradition. From there you go. There you go. Go together. I will be there. I, I mean, if it's the happening, you know I'm going to be there. So don't yeah. even. Just plan on meeting me there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Don't even, just show up. That's fine with me. But I think there's another. I think that we planned on going to the last interspecies show. It was at Beer Axe in East Haven. They're coming back to another one. Uh, Jesus that's Christ. Fi- that's the 15th. So if yeah. I don't go to NEW, I'm 90% probably going to be at the Beer Axe. All right. Hit me up. Shoot me yeah. a text. But yeah. I got you. So yeah. uh, let's talk a little bit more regarding. So. BST. Now we're so we do we we lead off at uh part we leave off at Park City Showdown. Dustin Waller's our new champion, amazing Iron Man. Told a fun story. I lost my voice after that show because of all the and I I've called some shows and there's been times where I I can tell even with myself like I'm watching it and I'm not as invested for some reason or the other because I'm probably focused on other things 
which is bad on me. I got to get better with that. But I remember calling that match and being so invested in the story that they were telling that I almost wasn't calling it as a professional. I was almost calling it as if I was the fan. It's hard doing commentary. I'm going to tell you, I've done it recently the last like year. I've done it three or four times. Mm -hmm. Um, It's challenging. You know what I mean? It's hard to separate yourself from fan to being neutral commentator. Uh, Yeah. That that separation. Uh, I've had it a few times uh, over the last year or so um, where I'm so into a match where I forget that I'm calling the match and like there'll be like a quiet spot and I'm just like, Oh dude, I got to say something here to, to get the people invested. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll, I'll sit there and speak over the, the guy I'm working next to because I'm just like sitting there so intensified yeah. uh, by a match. And I'm just like, God damn, I keep fucking this up. And I'm like, maybe this guy should shut up, you know, uh, <laughs> let me speak. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so we got elevate on the eighth. Yeah. Correct is at the date, uh, and there's a, an amazing, amazing lineup. You know, yeah. we're going close to almost two hours here, so we. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. we, uh, yeah, we we've got so much more that we probably can talk about. So of course I should have you back on. Maybe in a couple of weeks you can come back on. We'll do another blast of uh, professional wrestling because I like, actually love talking about professional wrestling with you. And yeah. you know, you oh, you're one of the guys. You're one of the guys out there that gets it. Exactly. And going back to the picture and then we'll go right into Elevate. When you commented under the 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 cashmere photo, I just knew I was like, oh, he gets it. He gets it on a level that not a lot of people that I talk to get it. You know, you get it. I one of the for hours. things and that's always the case. Like you said, we talk to me for hours. Every time we see each other, we talk for hours about professional yeah. wrestling. I mean, the, literally after one of the last BSC shows in Bridgeport, we sat outside for about two hours talking right. wrestling, just random wrestling shit. That was at Mega Clash. And I yeah, because I walked. OK, so before last part, then we're definitely going to go over the part. <laughs> I remember Mega Clash from a professional standpoint. And I walked out of that that place very emotional, very emotional because the crowd was hot that night. The so hot. Event, the main event was spectacular. The ladder match. Then you had the six man uh, opener that was could easily been called the show stealer of the night, and it was just top to bottom one of the best wrestling cards. Bias completely that I've been a part of, you know, in any way, shape, or form, even as a fan or as a professional. And I remember walking out of there, I was like, that was the greatest professional night of my life. And I'm hoping to top that. (laughs) I literally, that show, I went to five shows that weekend, literally. I think he had done the, that was the night that Coliseum was the night before in the same building. I went to... There was a company, in, I think it's New Jersey, Victory Pro, ran in some weird-ass town in Connecticut uh, in the middle of, like, on, like, a on like a city park or something like that earlier in the day for free, which some guys that ended up in, um, that are on Wrestling Open were always there, like Bryce Don, was it Bryce Donovan is his name? Yeah. And, uh, what the fuck, the, the, even Stevens were there. Yeah. 
uh, and you know, a bunch of other guys there. Um, and then I think I, you know, at night I had gone to your show, and then the next day I went to American Rana and Wrestling Open ran in oh, yeah. White Eagle the same day. So literally, and that was probably oh my god, you want to talk about a long ass day? Yeah. Um, I've, I've been to a couple American Rana days. I get it. Yeah, but there was there was the show before American Rana. I went to you know in the you same building. Yeah, I went to both. Literally, uh, I got there and. And open then, ran in the morning and then or like early afternoon and then ran American Run at night and literally I was literally fucking dead by the th- I got home and mind you two o'clock probably you know in my twenties or early thirties might not have been that big of a deal but at almost fifty <laughs> well, I was I was damn near dead I still woke up on Monday morning for work and I was in the middle of moving into this new house that we have here so. Oh, that's right, because you were moving into the new house. Yeah, I I literally just took that weekend off just to go to wrestling shows. (laughs) Uh, The Jersey J-Cup, we talked about it earlier, was a similar situation. They had two shows, one at two, one at eight. Uh, Me and Tiz, uh, we were like eight minutes away driving from the the venue. We had stayed at a hotel overnight, and uh, like we were beat at the end of that night. We were just exhausted. Like coming back the next morning, the drive sucked because I was just beat. Yeah, dude, it's not yeah, fun. It, it, As it, you get older, it gets worse. It does. It does <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, Elevate is gonna be a phenomenal card. Um, I have the matches here, yep. <laughs> right here in front. Of me. I was looking for uh, them. <laughs> I got them. Like we can talk. Let's talk the four way. The the four way tag match. Um. You got the Miracle Gen, the Haven. Haven are home. Is their home field advantage for the Haven? Uh, you got the Uptown Boys and Mark for Peace, Mark Alexander and uh, Hippie Dickie Moon. Hippie Dickie coming back from an injury. You know, this first time back in BSD. Yeah, Red. I haven't seen him yeah. in quite some time, actually. Hippie Dickie, but or Tetsu Pro, and he he looked like he's right. He, he looked like he hasn't missed a step. So it's, cool, it's cool to have them back, you know. Mark Alexander is another kid that we did not mention him. I don't think at, through the out this episode at all. We've gone almost two hours. Holy shit! But uh, <laughs> you know, when you love professional wrestling, it, it goes you by fast. Yeah. But Mark Alexander is another kid, and yeah. we've talked a lot about local professional wrestling in in uh, you know the early days of New England and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, but Mark Alexander is another guy that I think is he's got a lot of potential. Oh he, yeah, you know Absolutely. what I mean. Absolutely. He is a, a great, 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 great wrestler. He's just got to add. There's something that he needs to add. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what that is. But when he finds it, yes, over. Yes, absolutely over. He is going to crush it. I he's had some one on ones that I've seen recently, and. Man, every time I see him, I see things that he's tweaking a little bit more to make his uh, his wrestling that much better. I saw him versus Red Sawyer in the street fight, and man, they tore it up. Yeah, Red Sawyer's up. another one, dude. That yeah. he's another yeah. young kid. That's well, I wouldn't say he's young, but he's. He, I think he got into the business a little bit later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And his character. His gimmick, what have you, I really like and appreciate. It's kind of close to what I think ideally in real life. You know what I mean? 
uh, with the the whole government and and, and all that such, and there's all those those punk rock patches all over his body. It's just like when I first saw that kid, I was like, he likes these bands. Like, I don't know many wrestling fans that like the band Grief or or, or Heresy. Not that you might not. I don't know if you mentioned it, but what's that? You'd be surprised. Yeah. I, like, if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, I bet you if you looked at me and you didn't know me at all, you wouldn't be able to tell me what my favorite band. Was. You're you're absolutely correct. I don't know. I just you know I like looking at the the patches that are on his gear. I literally was just like, dude, those are bands I all saw like in the '90s. You know what yeah. I mean? At like little dingy dive bars or what have you. And I was like, damn. I had a chance to speak to him, and he actually ended up having like mutual friends outside of professional wrestling, oh. which was actually very funny. Like some musician friends that um, he's actually friends with uh, somebody they did a radio show with. Uh, back in the day, uh, okay. his name is Sean Bowen. You know, uh, he came in with a back patch of his band, my friend Sean. I said, Hold up a second. I said, There's no fucking way this dude knows that man. So I went up to him. I said, Do you know Sean Bowen? So, like, Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We had this whole conversation. I said, Holy shit. I said, He's cool. And I saw him versus Ichiban at the last two TW show, Tough and Talented show. Okay. Went yep. All over the fucking arena. It, Killed it, yeah. And Red Sawyer has come is one of those guys that's coming into his own. So, my first eyes on Red Sawyer, uh, went to a TOS show because he's out of the TOS dojo, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so, yeah. And uh, he, he was a replacement for Davey Richards, who was supposed to be there that night against Ichi. I remember that, okay, yeah, yep. And I remember going, Oh, well, I'm kind of I hadn't seen Red at the time, so I didn't know what he was capable of. And I remember walking out. I was like, "Oh, I didn't miss Davy Richards." You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's one like, of those. Oh. Yeah. So normally you're like, "Oh man, the replacement's not as good as the original." But man, I didn't miss Davy Richards at the end of the night, and that's a testament to Red Sawyer. If you think about what you're hearing about Davy Richards now, the last couple weeks, so <laughs> you're probably better off. Well. <laughs> You know, like I said earlier, like we've said earlier, there's two sides to every story. So, you know, um, David Richards, one of those guys that went out there and poured his heart into professional wrestling. And now a lot of guys sometimes get a bad rap. And sometimes I don't know. Like I said, there's two sides to every story. I don't want to say I don't want to defend him. I don't want to uh, go against him either way. So, yeah. But anyways, back to Elevate. Um, so, you know, you got the four, uh, four team scramble. That's gonna be fast paced, hot and heavy. You know, you got some of the best tag teams in this Northeast, and if not the whole United States as a whole. So you know, expect fireworks off the off the get go. Um, Brad Baylor versus uh, Evander, Mister Evander James, everybody's favorite substitute teacher. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I've seen him once at a TOS show in Waterbury. Uh, great. Okay. Uh, I, I've been a fan of Evander James for a few years now out of house of glory. Out of okay. Jericho. So he, he's been trained by some really good people. He knows how to get, get away around the ring. I believe you're going to have a good time seeing him even in the future. Uh, when you come to future B, uh, uh, BST and or TOS shows, cause he does wrestle for TOS as well. Um, Brad Baylor, we spoke, uh, highly of him earlier. He's one of the guys that is literally on that verge of exploding all over the northeast um then we got the uh travis jacobs 
out of the Monster Factory is making his BST debut. Um, he's going up against Elijah Six, who's just coming back off an injury, uh, and is now the two TW uh, champion. That's another kid that we did not bring up. Jesus, we're merely missing a lot. Elijah Six. You, you, you know why? It's not that we're missing them. It's just, just there's so many. There's so many great talents in the state of Connecticut. Yeah. And, you know, in the same breath as we're saying Elijah Six, we can say the same for Sammy Diaz. Uh, you know, Sammy Diaz is one of those guys I've always said that has star written all over him. All the- uh, I've been watching him for got to be about a good five to six years now. Um, phenomenal performer. Like this dude, he gets it. You know yeah. what I mean? You could look at a guy when he goes in there, does a certain thing. Mm-hmm. He gets it. Elijah Six, it took him some time. In my personal opinion, this is not an insult towards him. When I first started watching him, has to be about four or so years ago, I couldn't stand the kid, literally. Red shorts? No, he was wearing like these. Oh, God. I don't even know what that It was pre red shorts, though. It was like these kind of. I don't even want to know. They were like these long pants, kind of like. uh, I don't want to call like workout pants or something. But they were definitely was not entertaining or flattering in my personal opinion. But over time, give him uh, the the following year. I didn't see him for a couple months, and then the following year, I saw him. I said, "Holy shit, this kid's really improved, like literally." And give it now, he's yeah. even way fucking better, dude. Like this, like the first year, I was just like, "I don't know about this guy," but you know. I- that's just me being a, a, a guy that, and this isn't, like I said, not insulting to him at all. I don't mean to, I've been watching wrestling for 40 years. Yeah. Catch my drift. I've like, there's been a lot of guys I couldn't stand. And, and eventually this kid grew on me and I decided, and I figured out this kid's one of the very promising kids out of Connecticut. He's he, the best way. I, Elijah six is on the come up. He's had some injuries kind of like set him back a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. I believe this year is going to be a big year for Elijah Six. 100%. And um, him coming back at that 2TW show uh, was just the beginning of, yeah. you know, for, for it. And he's a guy I should probably try to reach out to to try to get him to come on here as well. His, his like, rise is going to be incredibly scary. And not in yeah. that the, <clears throat> something crazy, but more like the way he's going to elevate and get to the top of the cards. Yeah, he, he's put that work in. He's improved greatly, like you know what I mean from the from those early days of me watching him. So I'm glad to see him improve because yeah. you know, and he's one of the things that he's always in character too. Yep, you know what I mean. He's one of those guys, and uh, that's something I appreciate a lot. Um, you know, Travis Jacobs, no slouch. You know himself, not at all. And out of the Monster Factory, and you know the history. If you know the history of Monster Factory, they they developed champions. You know, guys yeah. like Damian Priest have gone through those. Through Matt those, Riddle, yeah, Matt Riddle. You know, and held the title. So Travis Jacob, being a former uh, Monster Factory champion, coming and debuting in BST is you know is very cool. Very, I'm very happy to have him on board. Then you got. You know some monarchs division stuff with uh mother endless la chica carreras and little mean kathleen lmk all fucking day you know i'm 
LMK is one of those guys, excuse me, one of those ladies, excuse me, that like I she can have a serious match and have a and have a really good competitive match, but when she also wants to have like some fun and some entertaining stuff, she can do that just as good. She's yeah. literally the all-around package when it comes to female wrestling. Um so I'm a, you know, Lachika no slouch herself. Uh, very um, notable name in the Connecticut Indies, wrestling yep. all up and down the Northeast. You know, she's you know won titles at the Monster Factory as well. Uh, I believe she's a former tag team champion out there, so she's you know she's got her credentials. And then Mother Endless out of New Jersey. This is one of those ladies that I've heard and I've seen some stuff on her. And what I've seen, I've liked. Right. And she's going to bring something different to Blood, Sweat, and Cheers Wrestling. And I'm actually very excited to see how the fans receive it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, The one that I personally think could steal the show, Bobby Buffet versus Andy Brown. Bobby Buffet. I haven't seen him in a while, but I'm going to tell you uh, the the I've seen him quite a bit, and I love that kid, man. He there's something special about Bobby. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily something you can pinpoint, but he is he's uh, he's just a great he's a great wrestler. Yep. You know what I mean? He's got the charisma. He can get over the fans. Yeah. Uh, it's just there's just something special about that guy, and he's also like you said, a product of the Monster Factory. He's held that same belt that uh, uh, Damian Priest, Punishment Martinez, Matt Riddle's held, and a whole list of other those Monster yeah, yeah. Factory school students are not people to fuck with, dude. That no. is a one of the most prestigious schools Absolutely. in the Northeast. Fucking lutely, absolutely. I will. Yeah. I won't. I won't fight you there. You yeah. Know? Bobby Buffet coming off what I think it was like a year plus championship reign. Absolutely, he like he, he's now coming back to BST, and against a guy whose reputation speaks for himself, Andy Brown is from California. I want to say I hope I'm not wrong here, but I'm almost positive he was trained out of Santino's brothers. Okay, California. He's either trained or he went through that that territory has wrestled through PWG, which is the prominent indie in the United States of America. You know, he's now wrestling up and uh, beyond and is the Blitzkrieg Bedlam champion who he just dethroned VSK not too long ago. The guy's credentials list themselves at this point. And yeah. he's one of those guys where when we announced it, I got excited because I knew and I know what he's going to bring this match is going to surprise a lot of people. It's, it's I'm almost positive it's going to steal the show. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, I believe it, man. That's uh it's always a fun time watching, but however you're saying that that's going to steal the show, but this match that I'm looking at right underneath it that could be a fucking good match. Are we talking about Dan the Man versus Montequilla? Oh fuck yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Dan. Oh fuck! Dan the Man's no joke. Neither is oh. Montequilla, dude. Uh, uh, this is gonna be one of those matches where 
I think it's gonna highlight Montekia a lot. Montekia is phenomenal, dude. That yeah. dude, I've had the chance to work with him in Empire and call one of his matches. Just oh my god, dude! Him and versus Nutrius X, and I gotta tell you, that match was fucking amazing. I believe it. Those are two names that can hold, you know, that that standard of having a really good match. Montekia, yeah. though, like so, Dan. We all know how good Dan the Man is. Yeah. Dude, the dude is virtual legend in this area. Literally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Former uh, TOS champion, you know, has literally, uh, I I believe he won, did he win a title at uh, T2T as well? He was their champion, I believe. Or is it considered undisputed? mm, The title's over there. Yeah. Um, But the man has held titles everywhere he's gone. You know, with the mission behind him, he's pretty unstoppable. Pretty unstoppable. It's all about the mission. That's all I'm saying. I love the mission. <laughs> I, 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 I will hold my comments to myself. Uh, you know, being with being on commentary with Senior Dan has been um, a hoot, I guess to say. You know, um, speaking it's okay. of the mission. You know, then you got the reigning, defending Monarchs champion, you know, who is going to be in attendance, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, she doesn't have a match as of right now. Okay. You know, we don't know what she's going to do here. So you have that to look forward to. JC Storm is making her debut, you know. She's going to have, you know, I'm not sure who she's going to go against, but she, JC Storm's another one of those women, monarchs, so to speak, who have been tearing it up, you know, as of late throughout the Northeast, has gone, I believe she was just in Florida not too long ago. She's doing stuff in New York. You know, she's one of those Northeast uh, females who are doing crazy stuff out here as far as, like, their uh, resume goes. And then you got the main event. Dude, this main event. I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Like we said, we've been pushing Lucas Chase throughout this whole episode. Yep. We've talked very highly of him as if he's the Hogan or the Flair of the Northeast right now. Literally. And I'm not going to discredit that. I'm going to say, all right, fuck yeah. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Like right now. Because this match against Matias. Matias is on the rise again, man. Yeah, he's been out there killing it. He hasn't had a lot of time to work Paradise Alley, you know, but he's a former Paradise Alley world champion. Yep, he's worked there for many God knows many. how long, quite many years. About it earlier, you know, he, and, he's one of those guys who, and I don't say this, and I told this to him uh, the last time I saw him, and I, I still don't understand. He was coming in on a time, same with Richard Holiday. Those two were 1A and 1B. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened. And I fully believe that Matias should be in the same position as someone like a Richard Holiday. Why isn't he not on my TV? I don't understand it. I don't. I fully believe that Matias should be on TV. Yes. You know? And 
him with the credentials he has being a Northeast legend, and I'm going to say that. He is a Northeast legend. When people hear Matias, people go, that's the man. I would say this match is Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat in this era of wrestling. That's a great comparison. These two are going to fucking tear the house down. And I say that with full bias. I don't care. These two are going to tear the fucking house down. And if you're there April 8th to watch this, you're going to miss out on probably one of the best wrestling matches in this era of Northeast wrestling. I'm going to tell you that uh, the last, let's see, roughly a year, Matias has gotten out there uh, working for several different companies. You know, between Test Strength and and uh, BST, and he's—it's not that he ever wasn't good because he was always good. Yeah, it's that he's just been. There's just a different step when he's out there facing different competition. Catch my drift, or he's yep. he's in a different company and he's doing different things. Mm-hmm. It's just. He's a guy that's just, I don't know how to describe it, dude. He's just off the charts good. Uh, He's one of those wrestlers. Matias is one of those wrestlers where he's so good at what he does that it doesn't matter whether you put him in the opener, in the middle of the card, or the main event, and he's always going to fucking light up the crowd. He delivers. Absolutely. He's he's got a really great following, dude. There's a lot of people that absolutely love him. And yeah, man, I think that him him getting out there to BST uh is just it's good for him in his wrestling career, I think. Like uh when you hear those horns, you know it's a Mill song, dude. Yes. <laughs> when you hear those horns in the beginning, you know you're about to be in for a treat. You know, this whole card is is top to bottom yeah. of anger of a, of a card. Yeah. yeah and, absolutely. You know, um, I will say this. We are about three tickets away from selling out front row. Okay. And our ticket sales have been great. I'm very excited to see the house. This is a new... This is also a very new venue for BST very as new, well. Very territory for us. You know, I can say um, that as of this moment, and I may get a little bit of trouble for this, but we are going to surpass our biggest show to date, which was Mega Clash. We okay. Are, uh, we, are, we have already surpassed that. And that alone excites me. I'm so ready for this show. I'm resting my throat. You know, I'm making sure I drink a lot of tea and keeping everything mellow. It's whiskey. That's what helps whiskey. I'm telling you. I'm going to have to try on that whiskey. Uh, but I am preparing myself for probably one of the greatest nights in wrestling that I've ever been a part of. Man, this card looks like a gigantic stacked card and I'm so sorry I gotta miss it because I, I really wish I could be there because it's if it, if my damn sister-in-law wasn't getting married for a third time I would definitely be there um hey, but anyways you know what you do 
Right, ready, ready, ready. It got COVID, can't make it. Well, I, I, I did that for my wife's uncle's wedding. Um, but anyways, um, <laughs> but I showed up the following. The, the worst part was I showed up the following week to another wedding in the same venue. So, um, anyways. <laughs> Where is the uh, give info on, uh, on the venue so that we can play it out there so these fans are here that listen uh, can check it out. If you're traveling up north, ninety five, and you go, you take, uh, excuse me, ninety five, go to ninety one merger, right off exit five, literally to your right. As soon as you get off the exit, to the right is the District Athletic Club, um, and that's James you know, Street in New Haven, Connecticut. I believe so. Oh, it is. Trust me, I've I've seen it. Okay. I had to research where James Street was. So, it's oh. a, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we're literally right off the exit, and then I believe if you're coming south, it's still exit five, but you got to take a left instead of the right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, that's the best way to get to the district athletic club. You can't miss it. No. Nope. Like it's literally as soon as you pass the underpass, it's right to. It's gonna be right to your right. Um, it's a, it's a very cool venue that I'm very excited to run and I'm very excited to see where the future holds for BSB. I'm very excited. And, um, hopefully, uh, according to you that you're going to be running there in the future is, you know, and so I hope to make it to the next one. Uh, however, we'll look through, of course, the YouTube footage and I'll let everybody know here when that stuff is up as you guys upload it. And I'm looking forward because awesome. especially the Chase and Matias match, I'm really looking forward oh, to that yeah. one. There, there's a couple matches on here that I'm kind of like, man, these are the ones. These are it. These are going to yeah. make everybody go nuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry, I want to thank you for coming on here and oh, uh, making me talk all night about professional wrestling because it's my favorite thing to talk about uh, and having a couple cocktails. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to thank you so much for coming in. Where can people find you? Go ahead. Uh, where can people find you and BST on the socials? Uh, on BST for BST, it's I believe BST Wrestling at uh, on Instagram and Twitter. I'm gonna verify that as we speak. Um, give me one second here. I know there was yep BST Wrestling underscore. I knew there was an underscore there. So BST Wrestling underscore on Instagram, on Twitter, we are at. Excuse me here. I apologize again. It's late night. Please bear with me. Uh, BST underscore wrestling um, on Facebook. And I believe Blessed Wood and Tears Wrestling. You can look us up all there. Um, for me specifically, Ultra HD one on Instagram, on Twitter. I am at, I don't even know my own handle. That's bad. Uh, <laughs> Harry Davila BST. Um, all the ticket information for Elevate is in my bio. Um, should be in the bios as well for all the BST websites. Come have a, come have fun with us on April 8th. It's going to be a hell of a show. It's going to be a hell of a show. I urge every single fan that's listening to go check it out. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could go another two hours with you, but I think we should save that for another week. Absolutely. I want to thank you again very much for coming on. This has thank been a blast, you. man. Oh, man. You let me, you give me the date. Text me whenever you want me back on. I'll be on there with you. Absolutely. Thank you. No, no problem, man.